Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Boxes. 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 You're tuned into Outsiders Boxing Podcast, where they only gonna give you the realest talking. Boxing, 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 boxing. Outsiders Boxing Podcast coming to you live on this 17th of August. What's good in the hood, everybody? Man, I wish I could say it's all good in the hood right now, but it's fucking hot. The Central California heat wave that's going on right now, not just here, but in all of California, has been pretty wild, man. Uh, got me inside, uh, big chilling, you know, trying to stay out this thing, man. It's, a, it's rough out here, man, when it's like 109, I think, right now, 108, something like that. It's going to be like this for the next, I think, 13 some odd days or whatever. Uh, but... Yeah, man. Shit, I'm chilling in the crib right now. And, uh, uh, you know, glad to be here to talk some boxing with you guys. Uh, Yeah, man. It's crazy. It's hot as hell out here, man. And, uh, you know, we got the governor of California, Gavin Newsom. You see this this flat-footed fucking prick. He's probably still got some wetness behind his ears. Always trying to have us do things as he says, but not as he does. I don't think that he has a fucking, well, oh, no, first things first. So we're all supposed to stay home, right? I'm fine with that. That's okay. Bars are shut down and all that good stuff, you know, whatever, whatever. But not only does this fucking prick want us to stay at home, he's trying to somehow control all of California, like as if he's Eric Bischoff and the rest of the state, just, you know, the WCW under his fingertips. Gavinism. You got me fucked up, you prick. I can't have that kind of shit, man. He's always got us trying to, uh, supposedly, everybody in California is supposed to have their AC to 78 or higher, as he says. Um, yeah, between 3 to 10 p.m., da 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 Fuck you, buddy. Got mine set about 69 right now. So, oh, I'll put it at 68. I don't like, I don't like odd numbers. So, uh, yeah, man, that's what we're dealing with right now. So if you're outside the state of California, you should be happy that you don't have to all this type of control by a guy named Gavin Newsom. Like, it's one or the other, man. You can't tell me to fucking stay home and then monitor my AC, bro, because I'm not doing both. I'm defiant and a habitual line stepper on purpose, a natural contrarian on purpose. Let alone am I going to abide by this man's rules. Like, yo, I, I, I've been out of mom's house for a long time, bro. 
So I don't think twice whenever I hit the fucking AC, you know? So Gavin, this is my, he's got me bugged out, man. He's got me bugged out for this one. Um, so much so that I'm wearing sweats and a long sleeve right now. I got some some uh, comfy socks on and everything because it's kind of chilly in here, man. You wouldn't even know it's hot outside from being inside the Igloo RC. But that's that's neither here nor there, guys. We got some boxing to talk about, man. And just to give you a quick little rundown before I take it to the guys, um, we're going to be talking about Tyson Fury feeling like he's on top of the world and saying whatever he wants to say on camera for live this uh, display for everybody out in the world. And I think you know what I mean by that when you hear the news and things of that nature. Um, yeah, so we'll be getting there. Also, we'll be talking about the fight that had happened this weekend with uh, David Benavidez getting in there, his little out-the-ring issues that he has going on. And also a early Christmas present that came to one Rollies Rolando Romero uh, that was on the undercard of that fight. So we'll take it to to the team right now and uh, see what's going on with everybody. Uh, everyone that's rocking with us um, that is on the line, press, press one to get in on the, on the action over here. Uh, the number is 929-477-1277. Again, 929-477-1277 to rock with the OBP. So I'm going to take it out to Houston, Texas. He was good with my tag team partner, Willa. Willa, man. What's going on, bro? How you doing today, my friend? RC, what's up, man? You know, nothing much, man. Long time. Uh, you know, when I say long time, I don't mean mm-hmm. we haven't contacted a long time because you know we keep it, we keep in contact on the on when it comes to the text messages. But long time as far as this yeah. podcasting game goes. But man, yeah, man. Um, one oh seven out there. It's hot. It's hot as hell, man. Um, it ain't even that hot out here, so I don't know how y'all doing it. You know, 78, I don't even know what he's thinking. People are at home now. He wants them to have to stay at home on lockdown and be in 78 degrees. That's crazy. So, uh, yeah. um, you know, that's you know, there's there's the good and bad when it comes to that living in the uh, red state and blue states, man. So, you know, I'm out here in the red yeah. state where, you know, they say keep it at 65 if you want. Do what the hell you want to do. They don't care about the environment. They don't care about Corona. You know, they just they, they just want. So you know, there's there's, I there's, there's pros and cons. Yeah, there's pros and cons when it comes to that red versus blue argument, man. Uh, so um, but yeah, man, I'm glad we get to talk a little, a little, a little boxing, man. We had a, a really we had a lot of boxing going on this weekend. You know, we probably ain't gonna talk about it, but there were some fights on the zone, some UK battles. Um, Frampton, Carl Frampton got a win, and uh, what's the guy's name? Uh, Patty's favorite favorite uh, fighter, uh, Colin. Uh, what's the guy's name? The uh, he's fourteen and no, I forgot the the Irish. Oh yeah, we guy, got guy's Colin. name. Uh, I forget his first name off the top of my head. Uh, I know who you're talking about that. I don't like those guys just because of Patty for itself. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, he, I think it's about Michael Collins. I believe his name. Yeah, is. Michael Collins. Collins. Yeah, Conlin. Yeah, yeah. He got a win. Yeah. Oh, um, you know, he beat up a guy pretty good. So, yeah, man, and uh, get to talk a little boxing, talk about one of my favorite fighters, uh, Benavidez, uh, the big Dave. Um, and, uh, yeah, and then the guy that I yeah, thought sir. was going to be good, Roly Romero, thought he was going to be good, but, you know, we'll talk about that. So, yeah, man, uh, I think it's yeah. just me and you <laughs> on the other, the other guys are watching uh, 
you know, NBA basketball. We got that coming up, which is not coming up. It's oh, been yeah, on yeah, every yeah. day for the last couple of weeks. So, you know, I know you're upset. You know, you were into it very, very hardcore when it first started. Sacramento Kings, this oh, and that. Wow. Then, I, then, I, then all of a sudden, Sacramento Kings sucks. The NBA sucks. Everything's fake, you know. Very emotional, Doug. So, you know, I'm glad we get to talk a little boxing, man. The Bubble NBA, the National Bubble Association. I don't know, man. I don't really care about basketball. No, But, you know, I guess if I did have to pick a team to go for, I can't go for the Lakers, man. No matter, no matter how much love I got for LeBron, something about that motherfucker in purple and yellow, bro, I just can't do it, man. So I can't go for them. Uh, I can't go for Dallas because Sam likes Dallas and I don't like uh, teams that Sam likes. Um... You made me not like the Rockets, but Westbrook's always been my guy. So I think I might be pulling for the Rockets or Raptors in this playoffs. But I don't know. I I might not watch a single game of these playoffs, but I'll, I'll try. So um, as these two buffoons, JP and Syme, continue to argue about, I don't know what the fuck they're arguing about right now. We're the, the infamous group message that JP always talks about that we have. I got like a, I don't know, man. Sometimes I have to put that shit on silent because time just goes crazy arguing with everybody, trying to bet people money here and there. And he's, you know, he's a little crazy at times. But, you know, got to love the guy. Uh, so, all right, so it's the gruesome twosome right now. Willow, let's get to it, man. I'm fired the fuck up. Gavin Newsom got me hot today, bro. Been hot with the sun literally and, literally. you know. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm fired up today, bro, I swear. But, um. Yeah, man. First topic. Well, I wanted to get a, I wanted to get a perspective from all of you guys, because um, uh, you know I don't mean to say it in that term, but I was saying, hey, all the brothers on the show, I gotta hear this one, man. Willa brought it up earlier. I, I've seen about, I've seen it and uh, seen people's takes on it and all that shit uh, very vividly. I didn't really look into too much of what anybody else has to say. Therefore, we wouldn't have any regurgitated thoughts around here. So, um. For those who don't know, Tyson Fury, right? Gypsy King, everyone's favorite guy. The American dream. Coming to America, all that shit. He's he's that guy. And he's been on top of the world ever since kicking Deontay Wilder's ass. This man from having a smile on his face every day. Even his woman looks like she's getting some pretty good taking care of over at home. So things seem to be working out very well in the Fury household. Got little fucking kids running around going all crazy and shit. Got a little baby factory over there, you know? So fucking Fury's on top of the world, having a good time, popping champagne. I believe this was uh, August 12th that uh, popped out. So this is last Wednesday. It's, it's a little bit washed, but it's still something that we have to get our take on. Because a lot of these other boxing podcasts out there, I don't I don't listen to too much of them, but when I tried to and when I first ran into OTG before we came to OBP, I noticed something different about this platform compared to a lot of others. There's a lot of other people who say shit just to get them a sandwich for free backstage. I don't want their fucking sandwich. Willie don't want their sandwich. J- well, JP might be employed by Showtime secretly. We don't know that yet. Sim- I-, I don't think Sim will take a fucking free sample from anybody thinking that it's a, you know, conspiracy buddy thinks that they dipped some Corona in it before they gave it to him, you know? That's just fine. So now, uh, maybe D from 843 might take a hand out. I don't know. Patty, probably not. Uh, Nino, definitely not. He only eats what his woman tells him to eat. Um, so, yeah. 
uh, you know, we kind of do things on our own around here. So I have to get the take on it. Um, now, Willa, if this sound quality is a little off, forgive me, sir, but we're going to go from my laptop to this piece right here and going to hear exactly what got people in uproar about Tyson Fury and uh, some of the comments that had happened in a sing-along with his family. Here we are, folks. Hold up, you heard that correctly. You heard that correctly. Let me rewind it for you. You got one, two, three little fucks of the wrong skin color in this sing along, ladies and gentlemen. Tyson Fury's having time of his life, obviously. The guy's walking around in his house early morning like he's in a fucking Scarface movie from the shit this man's wearing. Not bad at the drip. The drip looks excellent. Tyson Fury, I ain't got, you know, that's my guy. Fury's good. He got the two bottles popping right here. Looks like the Belvedere. I mean, life's good in the Fury household right now. When you're a six-foot-nine giant who nobody could beat up, you know, I guess you feel like you could do whatever the fuck you want. Um, but, Willa, you being a black man, how do you feel about this Tyson Fury just basically having a, a, a out loud sing-along with him and his, his three white children and using words of this type, not in a private manner, but for in, in a public display for everybody to see? Well, man, you know, it it all you know it all depends when it comes to this and when it comes when it comes to me, man. Because you know I'm out here, you know, I'm out here in Houston, Texas, from the suburbs. I got a few partners out there that you know sort of think they're black, and they might, you know, I'm not even sure if they say the n word. But then I got some partners that I, that don't act like they're black that that I won't I won't allow to say it, man. So, you know, it's a little tricky. So when it comes to Tyson Fury, he's in his house singing singing Biggie, you know. I'm not mad. I'm not necessarily mad at it, you know, because he's in his house. What I'm mad at is that he lets his kids say it, because if you notice, his kids say they don't say anything. The kids just say, if you don't know, now you know, nigga. I think yeah. that's fucked up that he's letting, that he's allowing his kids to say that. Um, they should, you know, they should, shouldn't be saying that at all, no matter what it is. You know, my, my son, he don't say that. You know, I might say it, but I'm, I ain't letting them say it. So there's some things that you, you shouldn't be doing, and also posting this. You know, he yeah, shouldn't be he shouldn't be po- he shouldn't be posting it for everybody to see. You know, and with you know that Dowser comment, you know, it's a little it's a little tricky when it comes to fear. If it was anybody else, if it was Caleb Plant and he did that, uh-huh. you know, I, would, I wouldn't I wouldn't even really be upset because I'm sure he because he has a black girl, and I'm sure that he wouldn't allow his, his sons or his kids to be saying stuff like that. Um, but definitely not. Yeah. But Tyson Fury, he's out of control. Um, you know, he's letting everything go to his head. He thinks he's cool. And I want to hear what he has to say about it. He probably won't say anything. Um, I want to hear what Wilder has to say about it. Cause I know oh, Wilder man. doesn't appreciate that. I know Wilder doesn't appreciate that all at all, and I really don't appreciate it, man. So, you know, when it comes to Fury, he's got, you know, it's a little sketchy. He's a sketchy character. I don't, I'm not sure how he feels. He talks a big game when it comes to, you know, equality and all that. But as we see, he's allowing his kids to say nigga. You know, at least he didn't say it with the ER. 
you know, he didn't say it with the hard ER. So, you know, I can see what he's trying to do. Yeah, I see what he's trying to do, but at the same time, you know, I don't want to hear it. I hear you on that, Will. I hear you on that. And uh, let's, let's, you know, we got to put things in context. It's not like Tyson Fury just hopped out of bed in his fucking pajamas and, you know, he's, you know, it was his birthday. He was celebrating his 32nd birthday. So, you know, uh, I, my statements of him dressing like he's, you know, uh, Al Capone in the house and shit like that, you know, it was for good reason. He's celebrating his 32nd birthday. Shout out to Tyson Fury. Much respect, all that good stuff. Um, but, yeah, I think in, in uh, right now, Will, uh, you and me being minorities ourselves, we understand. Uh, it, it, you got to be under a fucking rock to not know what times we're in right now, where racial sensitivity is at an all-time high, and something like this. When you're from, when you're on a stature like Tyson Fury, like yo, Tyson Fury is pretty much a part of, um, damn near next to Canelo. For someone who brought boxing and with Deontay Wilder, let's not take him out, but with bringing boxing into a back to a global status from you know casual fans perspective, they wouldn't know shit about boxing if they hit him on his fucking head with a glove. But they know who Tyson Fury is, they know who Canelo Alvarez is, they know who Deontay Wilder is, you know. So um, I ask you, Willa, if Tyson Fury was to comment on this, and I don't know what he's going to say. He might apologize. You know, he's, Tyson Fury is very good with his words. Uh, you don't just fucking make a. You don't just have a book written about your crazy life without being able to have the gift of gab and using what you got to say to maybe persuade. I don't know. But well, I ask you this: If Tyson Fury, let's say you, let's say you hit the fucking golden ticket, you could interview Tyson Fury and you, you know, gotta ask the hard questions. Um, because I have a feeling like he might do this. But what if he he hits you with the old? Oh, hey, what, you know, I'm not from over there. I don't, I, what do I know? I don't know how, you know, things are over in America. I'm sorry. I apologize. Over here, it's a lot different. Like, how would you feel about some kind of okie doke trying to get out of it with that kind of excuse? You know, like I said, man, if it come, if he wasn't calling Deontay Wilder a dowser or whatever, so, you know, making it sound like niggers so much that I, that I probably would accept it, you know, saying, you know, white white kids, white people spitting rap lyrics, you know, they're, they're doing it all the time. I can't get mad at somebody. If they're enjoying the rap song, and like I said, if you're at your house enjoying the rap song and you're saying nigga and you're a white guy, I'm not mad at it. Showing it to the public, you know, that's sort of fucked up. Your kids saying it, that that's, that's crazy to me. I, I don't allow, you know, that, that that's crazy to me. But if he, if he said that, if like I said, if it was anybody else, if it was Carl Frampton, maybe I could accept it. Billy Joe Saunders, I wouldn't accept it. You know, Kobalov, I wouldn't accept it. Fury, <laughs> I, I sort of like Fury. You know, he, like he's I said, so it's sort of, yeah, he's on the borderline. <laughs> so, you know, I can't really, I, I would have to hear exactly what he said. I would have to hear his apology, and maybe I could accept this apology. Maybe. I, I got to hear it first. I got to hear it first. But we do yeah, got to. JP on. Okay, yeah, cool. We can take it to JP. Yeah, let's swing it down to SoCal and see what's good. Um, JP, man, I don't want to hear about God's weather right now and his favorite vacationing spot because it's hot as fuck up here three hours from you, guys. But nonetheless, I guess it's a kind of cliche thing of how we started over here. I'm not mad at the, the weather in SoCal right now because it's cold as fuck in my house right now. I'm about to put on a fucking jacket or something, you know. 
But um, how's everything going out there in the land of angels and all that good stuff? Man, it's all good, my brother RC, man. Nice to talk to you, Willow. What's up? Uh, the Tyson Fury, though. What song were they listening to exactly? Because I didn't, I didn't get a hold of this video. Yeah, yeah. Let me give you another play for it. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 It, I, it was it. juicy, but I'm going to give you another play for you real quick. Check it out, JP. This is for your viewership. Or your listening, I should say. My bad. Here we go. <laughs> he's got his three little children. Or not little. It looks oh. like the girl's the biggest one, then he's got a little middle one, and then he's got a little small one, then he's got a little fucking baby one in his ha- in his hand as he sings, celebrating. He's a little baby factory over there. But the, minus the one that had the bib in its mouth who couldn't speak, obviously, all the other kids didn't really sing along until that part, along with Tyson Fury. So, JP, I ask you, as a black man yourself, how do you feel about Tyson Fury not only just, hey, it's one thing to be singing at your crib by yourself, but when you're, you know, you're posting it in today's society where, you know, racing in, in all things about her at an all-time high right now with racial sensitivity. How do you feel about the, this video posted by Tyson Fury? Oh, man, it's very layered, very layered, because I, I didn't see it, of course. Now, question about the word nigga itself, right? Do we want to keep it on this holy grail of word, the most highly sensitive word in the English language, right? Like there's no other word that have that amount of sensitivity attached to it. So there's the a part of me that says, you know, right. So there's a part of me that says, dog, we need to take some weight off of this thing. I don't know if you guys ever been in a relationship with a young lady. In my early years, I was in a relationship with a young lady. And she and I was a young man, you know, kind of gangsta and stuff and all that kind of shit. And so to me, she found out if you called me a bitch, you can get you could get all the cool all the cool would go away. You know, you could get me to do stupid <laughs> shit if you yeah. just simply called me a bitch. And every now and again when we would get into it, she'd let the bitch fly. Until one day I realized, like, dog, I got to take some of the stank off of this thing. I can't allow this word to mean that much. I can't allow her to have this much power in the word. So the same rules apply when it comes to other people saying the N-word. I think it's a part of society where they want you to feel like you should kill somebody if they call you that. It's that much power in a word towards me. But there's no, there's not that much power in the word towards anyone else, you know. So I, I, I don't like that part of it. And to say that, I'll say this: I mean, maybe it should be normal. So when I, there's a part of me when I see Tyson Fury and his kids or I hear them, they're saying it in a good spirit, which it sounds like they are. And plus, that's my favorite rap song of all time, Juicy. If you're gonna be schooling your children on any rap song. I think you should start with Juicy as a rap song. I think if you're listening to rap, Juicy is, you know, the poster boy for rap. And that's what he's doing. Um, so context, you know, context, you have to take a look at. It has to be considered here. Now, am I saying, do I mean we appropriate it and it's okay for white people to say it and stuff like that? No, I'm not. 
Now, if we're talking about in the context of listening to a rap song, we all know they do it. I think every rapper would say, hey, if they bump in my shit, let them do it. Um, and all that said, I mean, at the end of the day, I think it means it comes down to what's your spirit, what's, what the spirit is about it. We use the word daily, and it's just contextual. And it's said with the spirit. Um, you know, so if you're saying it in a good spirit, then it means good things. It can be endearing. If you're saying it in a bad spirit, it can mean another thing. But I, I, I do not like this narrative where if a white person calls me this, I should want to kill them and it should just fucking destroy me. But there's nothing I can say to anyone else that has the same effect. And I'll leave it there. So, well spoken, JP. Well spoken. We're yet to have uh, a public statement from uh, Tyson Fury about this in an apologetic form. Therefore, we will wait. Some of us on eggshells, some of us not. But I ask you this as I ask Willard, JP, and I pose to you the same question. Now, when Fury does come out with this um, statement, which we all know is coming one way or another, it's going to be here. Maybe sooner rather than later. Maybe later rather than sooner. We don't know. But um, we all know by body language and things of that nature, um, if let's say he's moving around a whole lot while he's saying this, right, to the interviewer. And uh, I'll give you the same scenario I gave Willa. If, if over here, I, you know, Tyson Fury said, ah, you know, flip the coin to, and wherever it lands is who I'm going to talk to first. Outside of boxing podcast, JP, oh, fuck. All right, well, he's going to be the first guy I interview or that I, that's going to interview me about this. And if you were to ask him and comment a hard question about how, or something about that situation in itself, and if he gave you the old, oh, you know, um, I'm not from America, you know, I didn't know how sensitive it was about, you know, my kids singing the song or me putting it out publicly singing, and, you know, I didn't think it was going to get this kind of backlash. You know, what do I know? I'm I'm just a gypsy. If he's giving you that kind of um, runaround as far as um, um, uh, unaware Tyson Fury posted that, um, what would be your comment or how would you feel about that if he comes out with that kind of shit? Because that's just me. I think personally, that's my theory. I think he's going to come out and say that, oh, well, you know, the old excuse that I'm not from here, the, you know, that old thing. And it's kind of a catch-22 for a white person or a white uh, pop culture figure um, because you're damned if you do, if you're damned if you don't. But to me, I think they ought to say what I just said. Um, I'd be happy And I don't think any have the balls to do it Because they don't know that it would go over well So the the, the PC thing to do The safe thing to do here Is to say you know um, It was really irresponsible of me I should have had a better feel for things And uh, due to the, today's climate With the social injustice in the world um, I should have you know Been more whatever whatever You know all the, the, the typical shit Where they say they should be more Sensitive to the time And that's the PC and we accept it And we just kind of go on But what I wish he to say is You know man that's one of my favorite fucking songs Obviously you know It's something I'm trying to put my kids on the game About you know into their listening When they become older people They'll be checking for this because this is what Pops was listening to And um Yeah maybe um Maybe it looks bad for me to say that word man But I in the moment we saying that nothing but a loving spirit. Um, shit, and I'll damn near leave it at that, man. But he, he he can't win other than taking the the only win is to take the L, fall on the sword, and said I was irresponsible. Yeah. But 
that's yep. the only way out of this. So it's, it's pretty shitty. Exactly. And the only reason I say that, man, and I don't mean to bring this out of nowhere, but it's somewhat relatable in a sense, is when James Harden came out with the mask when they first went to the bubble and he had the blue stripe, the blue uh, blue stripe line on it where, you know, blue lives matter, 12, all that good stuff. And what and the infamous group message that we have, I said the same thing that same day. I was like, I think he's going to come out and say, or use the old excuse like, oh, I didn't know, you know, the, the same kind of like excuse is what I'm saying about that. So, um, Simon's over here with us, guys. So let's take it up to the Pacific Northwest and get his perspective on this. I got one from Willis Simon. Now it's time for me to interrogate this man from from up north in the 206. Simon, first and foremost, what's going on, brother? What's going on, man? Uh, I heard something about interrogating. You can't interrogate somebody that can't be controlled. So make sure you remember that. <laughs> what's up? <laughs> well, man, um, yo, check it out. Um, I was just, you know. Oh yeah! Uh, and by the way, real quick. Uh, hey, uh, Will, Will Jenda. Will Jenda is Will Jenda on? Will Jenda. Will Jenda. Is he on? Hey, hey Will Jenda. Uh, you on? You right calling now? for smoke already, huh? We don't know who Will Jenda is. And uh, Mr. Slickster is Mr. Slickster on too? Mr. Slickster? Are they on? It's me, JP, Will, and now Sam. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, you. I don't know if you. You know, you guys like to talk. You know, you guys are front runners, but. If you saw, you know, hey, ain't nobody scared, man. Dallas is up at, after one quarter, after being down by, like, 15. So, relax, young fellas. <laughs> All right, we'll get to the basketball talk in overdrive, man. But let's get to the meat and potatoes of this whole reason why I started this show. I, I, first of all, I was hot. At the, the governor of California pissed off about that. It was hot, so I'm, you know, literally hot and fired up. So before this podcast started off, so I'm just ready to go, man. Firing all cylinders, and I expect nothing less from you guys. So, Sam, I asked you. Yeah, me too. Let's clip. go. I'm gonna give you the I'm gonna give you the clip, bro, and uh, it's up to you to load it and do what you will. But here's what happened, and here's what we're talking about right now. I'm sure you know that song Juicy by Notorious B.I.G. Now, Tyson Fury had one little, two, three little kids, and not including the one on his hand, celebrating his 32nd birthday. Uh, Now, the children were in a sing-along, along with Tyson. The only one that didn't sing along was the baby in his hand that had a, you know, a bib in its mouth or whatever those little, those little things are. I don't know what the fuck they're called, but, um, that's the only one that didn't speak on it. So, you, Sam, how do you feel about Tyson Fury? Was he out of out of pocket, or is it something that you could give a pass to? Because, hey, you could say, yeah, you know, he's got fucking two bottles of Belvedere in his hand. He's dressed like Scarface. He's in his house with his shades on. You know, living the life of a king. This is the gypsy king we're talking about. Is it something that he uh, went a little too far with, or is it something you could give a pass to? The floor is yours. Um, I think it's it's a little bit of a combination of, uh, you know, what I heard a little bit what uh, the, the slickster JP was saying, and it's also a combination of a guy feeling himself. You know, it's, it's a combination of those two type of things. And, uh, you know, what I would really say is that, um, you know, when you're at, 
what he's feeling like he's at at this moment, you know, you you, you know, you feel like you're untouchable. You're going to do what you want. You don't really look at how you offend people, if you offend people, and if you do offend people, do you really care? You know? So I just think that's what's going on and um he's living on cloud 9 and also it's a common also a combination of um for all the you know injustices and oppression and all the other things you want to say the whole nine that you could say about the black community for whatever reason there's still a lot of people that want to you know have that type of flavor have that type of you know way of life you know what i'm saying you know feel that way look that way dance that way you know just have that swag and so that's always going to be the case you know and i just think that's a little bit what's going on with 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 theory because if you remember he was doing the same thing uh leading up to his fight with Klitschko the first time he was dancing in his hotel room playing biggie you know what i mean so it's not something that hasn't happened before you know and that just happens to be the case whether you're a gypsy like fury or you know you're you know latino or whatever you know there's just a lot of people that like the uh you know the hip hop culture and all that and so they they you know they they get real ingrained they get real involved and then all of a sudden they start throwing down you know throwing down the words and all that and stuff oh, but then you know depending on the times and the like I'm a, and all that they start they don't maybe they nest, they nest, may, maybe get a little bit tone deaf and all that you know what i mean and not understand what they're really doing and also you know it, it also it's also where you came up also there a lot of times a lot of these guys never been checked well, if you've never been checked, you're going to keep doing what you're doing. You know what I mean? So that's that might be the case with Tyson Fury. I don't know. I've never been to the, you know, the wherever he's from, you know, like the, you know, like the gypsy oh, yeah. village of yeah, Ireland. So, you know what I mean? So I don't know how it works over there. Because it's the same thing I had said to JP. Because I have a, this is just my suspicion. I, I kind of got it right with James Harden uh, with that blue stripe, right? I don't know. Could have been right, could have been wrong, could have been a lucky guess, whatever. But this is just my assumption or what I think is going to come about. And let's say if you were the person who hit the fucking Willy Wonka gold ticket and you got to interview Tyson Fury and just going off, not necessarily body language, maybe he's looking around when he's talking and not keeping eye contact with you, but how would you feel about what I think? This is me personally. I think that he's going to come up with this excuse, the old, oh, you know, I'm not from the United States, so I don't really know how, you know, racially sensitive it is, like, that bad, you know, like, what if he gave you that old run around, that ring around, how, I mean, what would you feel about that, would be, is it kind of expected, or would that be acceptable, or, I don't know, what, what do you, how do you feel? He might not come out with anything, I mean, he's not an American citizen, he really doesn't owe nothing to America, so he might not come out, you know what I'm saying? Like, he could literally... He's going to come out with something, He might, you know, but we don't know for sure. But what I'm saying, he might, he might look at it as he doesn't owe nothing. You know what I mean? 
So I'll keep asking but, five years down the fucking road if he don't answer. I'll still ask him. He won't have to answer to this one day, and it's best to get it out sooner than later. Yeah. You know, I'm more so looking at it like it's like usually when this stuff comes out, it's like somebody that works for a company, work place for a team, you know, this and that, but it's in America. You know, with him, we don't know. You know, we ha- we have to remember just because we see him on our screens and and all that, he's not an American citizen, you know? And he might just not feel the need to say anything at all. You know what I mean? Uh and yeah. that might be the case. I don't I, I don't I don't really know. So, uh Yeah. It's just it's just different, man. It's just cuz I remember when they were trying to push the whole, you know, white versus, you know, the the um uh what what's the word again? Uh, uh, great white hope. You know, to him, he was like, he was like, what? Like, no. It's like you know, he was like, no, and he shot that down. You know, and when he was speaking to like you know American media and stuff. So I don't know. I, I really I, I really can't call it, but I just think it's one of those situations where, um, you know, he's comfortable. You know, he's living his life. He's, uh, you know got, you know, the championships, he's considered, you know, at the point at this point the number one uh heavyweight and everything. So he's just feeling himself and he's just, you know, saying whatever he wants to say, uh and, you know, taping himself and everything with his kids and he's just like not looking at the you know, the potential, you know, sensitivities or uh, of that of what of who might be watching it. You know, some of your fans might be you know, sensitive to what you're saying. And, you know, he's, but he don't care. You know, he's just, you know, feeling himself and feeling like, you know, hey, you know, I'm untouchable. Ain't nobody going to do nothing about it, whatever, you know. So, hey, you know, but for me to say for sure, you know, he should, he's going to come out with something or he should. I mean, you know, he should, of course, but do I think he will? I don't know, man. That. That li- that dude lives by a whole different bylaws, man. You know what I'm saying? We got to remember that. It's totally different <laughs> over there than it is here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, definitely. They're not gonna run up, um, run up, run up on us on some checkpoints. You know, we know Tyson li- likes to have some, uh, oh, you know, long nights at the at the you know the bar and everything or, or the pub. You know. And the walk- <laughs> I don't know if they're going to be walking up on some check. I don't know if there's checkpoints over there, but there's definitely checkpoints in Cali, especially by where JP be at. Cut it out. Yeah. It's, it's- <laughs> Will and JP, you guys want to follow up on any of that? Yeah, no, man. I mean, I'm with. I'm, I, I'm, we pretty much see it all the same way, man. It's hard to tell. You know, it's 2020. Um, you know, if this was my dad, he would be like, "What the hell is this guy doing? He shouldn't be doing that. Slap him up." But you know, I'm. It's 2020. It's a rap song. He's saying it. No hard er. I'm a. As of now, I'm gonna go ahead and just say we're gonna let him. I'm gonna sort of let him slide on this. I'm gonna keep it in the back of my mind, like I always say. The, the way he was calling Deontay Wilder a, a doser or a dowser or whatever it was, it sounded like he was calling him a nigger to me. Yeah, doser. But. Dosa. Yeah, but. Because <laughs> I think that's a chip. I think that's a chimney sweep or something like that. I don't know what. I don't really know what it is, but. It's a what? Let's not let's be let's be honest. We have to compare everything individually in this sense. 
to me, this is not the same as remember when uh Ward Kovalev two leading up to it, and then there was like them little you know like when the little the little messages where like the messages are like you know it's like a iPhone or whatever where they somebody types the messages and they erase them you know what I'm talking about where remember oh, yeah, uh Kovalev thing where I think it said something like you know B A N or whatever or something like that it was something crazy ah. that uh. Yeah, that's different. That's a whole different level. Like, Kovalev, like, posted the message where basically he was saying, like, Ward is a, you know, you know, a bitch-ass, you know what. You know what I'm saying? That's di- that's a whole different level, you know? And he got, but that's a, you know, he got taken care of. It's a bitch-ass nigga. N-I-G-G-A, it's the same thing. Uh, what you call it? Said? It ain't no, I'm saying the fact a bitch-ass that, nigga. No, what I'm saying is no, no. What I'm I'm talking about the fact that it was directed towards war. Oh, he posted it, implying that's how I feel. You know what I mean? You get what I mean? Where yeah, there wasn't what if, no lyrics. What if Copeland what, listens to Tupac and Biggie all day. And that's what he thinks is he thinks that's acceptable because he's he's over there from the mother. He's from Russia. No, I'm not even talking people. about the. No, I'm not even talking about the NIGGA or the. You know, I'm not even. Talk- I'm saying even if he would have had ER, my point was Thank when he posted it, it was like he was sending a like a. I wouldn't even say subliminal message, but it was like a, kind of, you know, like this is kind of how I feel about you. I'm about to, I'm about to fuck you up type shit. You know, that's what I mean. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't Fury. Coming out saying this about. Wilder or another fighter, you know what I'm saying? Like, there is levels to it. Where with Kovalev, it was like Kovalev kind of crossed the line directly, you know? Like, it was clear what he was trying to say, you know? Like, it was, he was putting his foot down, basically saying, like, this is how I feel, and, you know, I'm going to take care of business and blah, 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 and, which he didn't, but he kind of, he, he lit the fire right away to me, you know? I'm not saying that I'm not even talking about the whole other part. I'm saying when he did it, it was like, whoa, you know, this is like Kovalev don't even care. Like, you know, he out here living in, uh, you know, America and Cali or whatever, doing his thing, thinking he could just do that. You know, with Fury, it's like, life. yeah, well, you know, you know, Fury's like singing lyrics. There's a difference when... You're singing lyrics, and you're actually you know essentially earlier? stating a message. Earlier, I was going to say earlier, we're having deja vu right now, man, because I, I just heard Patty in my ears, because Patty's a liar, because he said when he sings this shit in his car, he just stops at that part. I don't believe Patty Cronin for one fucking second. I think he's a lying Irish scumbag, and I think that also but that's came okay. out from when that – yeah, that's okay too, that's but a, I just don't I don't That's okay him. for him to lie. Yeah, but if we don't want what do you want to say? You know, if 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 my I believe I believe I got I got white friends that I know would wouldn't dare say the N word around me. They know what it is, they know they know the, the disrespect and they wouldn't do it. <laughs> but I'm sure that they when when they're singing their rap songs because they enjoy rap and they're in the car, they're saying they say they're singing all the song, all the lyrics. But if I ask them, did you say And you already know what they're, they're doing no, out of respect. on a hot day? They're putting up the windows and they're putting up that AC. They don't even want to be heard, you know? Saying yeah, that exactly. shit. Exactly. <laughs> you know? But then when I, when I ask, they don't want to be no, out, of, out of respect. 
No, and, and but they're going to say they're not yeah. doing it because they're out of respect. So Patty was showing us respect by saying that he doesn't say it, even though we, we know he probably does, because if you're listening to rap, you're saying it. You know, it's ingrated. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, how did you remember that, though? Dude, RC, you have, like, a crazy memory, dude. How did you remember that? Because it all started about when they were talking about a Danny Garcia. I think Danny Garcia might have dropped one N in there, but it definitely didn't have the R to finish. And Patty Cronin jumped on my back for some odd reason. When you were talking earlier, time, I just had a vivid memory. It was a flashback. I had deja vu talking about the same thing on a fucking podcast with all of us. We've discussed this one back in 2013, somewhere around there, 2014. So I just remembered that shit right off the top. But um, Uh, I guess history ends up repeating itself. The N-word needs to just be put back on the board and reevaluated. Everyone clearly likes to use it. Now, R.C., time to ask you a question. Um, (laughs) I I, I believe Stein will... uh, and myself are three black African-American gentlemen. Now, you are Puerto Rican. But, I, you know, you, you kick it. You kick it with those that are among the culture. And, you know, those who are, who are knowing. You kick it with the big dog. You know, uh, RC looks like he got a worldly group of friends. You know what I mean? But, you know, he got brothers in there. And I know they listen to rap, all that shit. So now, RC. The N-word flying. Now, I was at the liquor store the other day, and a full Mexican vato, he pressed the Mexican clerk behind the counter. He said, hey, dog, no, I don't want you to serve me, Holmes, because you ain't with the body, oh, my nigga. He, he, he basically saying that the Mexican clerk ain't down with Mexicans, but he was calling them my nigga. It was the strangest thing. You know what I mean? I did. He was like, "Nah, my nigga, you ain't, you ain't, you ain't That's with the fool." But uh, so RC, like in your group of friends, and it looks like you got a mixed group of friends. Do do some some friends who aren't black say the n word, and then yourself, no. you know, keep it a bean, keep it. They a all minute. say it. When that when that n word go in the song, we know you say it. Oh yeah, you know I'm loud, man. But uh, ever since 2016, <laughs> ever since <laughs> hey. But ever since 2016, I took a real break on that. It's like, yo, can't be doing that, man, out of respect. And, you know, I got black family members um, out in uh, Hayward and all that shit. Like, but, but out here in Central California, honestly, JP, there's, it's filled up with every different race out here. The only thing we don't have that I spoke to you about is we ain't got no bloods over here. But the only out of, uh, like, it's not Mexicans, it's not white. The only race and group of people out here that say it so comfortably is the Asian population. There's uh, a lot of different races of Asians out here that I've went to school with, and I've had some of my closest, one of my closest friends is actually Cambodian from from, uh, from the lands out there. And um, it's just natural, like, you know, it's just natural how the hey, Asian community does it. That's, that's the only one. I, you know, for me, it might be the younger guys, but for, for me, for the most part, all the Mexicans that I chilled with and all that, nobody drops it like that. Now, for me, I just think the to word be honest, might, hey, it, let's be real, JP. That when it when you're not like, you know, black, whatever, you know, that shit is really, you know, accepted depending on what crew you came up with. You know, some crews yeah. just let people you like know, no, no, hey, you know that's like you know, it, it's like it's but just I, some I some just say whatever. 
it, it don't yeah. it like now it's like a transitional word. Like and it's gonna be black people who totally disagree with this. But there I think people really wanna say the word badly. I think you could charge people like two ninety nine a month and you get to use the N word freely. People are uh, pay like a motherfucker for that shit. Because it's a, it seems like a <laughs> subs like a motherfucker. Because it seems like a really cool word. I, for one, have yeah. always loved to say it. Um, and shit, you know, it seems like everybody would like in on it. And it, I, I don't know, man. I think it could be reevaluated. It's, it, it's one of shit. those things. It's like, it's one of those things where it's better. The idea of saying that word is better than what could potentially happen if you say that word at the wrong time. You know, it's like, uh, I remember we was on, we did a show not too long ago and I spoke about how the guy from UFC called, uh, the, the, the martial artist guy, you know, the, the, the actor, he just flat out called him, you know, a bitch ass, you know, said it. And he's like a white guy. He, you know, and it's like, oh, no, you, you know, you think about Yeah, he called uh, the oh, actor, you know, the yeah. actor. Yeah. And it's like, that's one of those situations where it's like, was that really worth it? Michael you know, I mean? <laughs> in the long run? Yeah. And, you know, and it's like, you know, because I remember seeing interviews with him where he was like, you know, we're definitely going to have to talk about it when I see him, you know? And that's the situations where you're like, it sounds good. Like you said, it sounds cool. You know, it's cool. You know, it seems like it's kind of, you know, a lot of these guys feel like it's endearing. You know, like if I, you know, if I'm not black, but I go up to one of my guys that's black and I say, oh, what's up? You know, my, you know, you know, and all that. And then, oh, that's going to make me kind of feel endearing and cool and all that. But then. If you turn the back around and get into it one one of them and call him a bitch ass nigga, yeah. was it all it good? Back now? Bar. It <laughs> you know back bar. Yeah, it's it's like how you use it. You know what I mean? I want and and that that's complex. But when I'm say this, I don't agree with the word being so heavy. It is it's the only word where and look if somebody if, if a black, if another person of another race called me a nigger. Everybody looking at me like I should kill this person. But there's no other word that you can call anyone of another race that has that much value on it. So I don't agree with that. And, you know, I, I don't feel if somebody calls me that, I should kill them because that's going to put me in a fucked up spot. But they that want me to. I know they they want to keep the value up that high of the word. And I, I just don't agree with it. I don't agree with it. Yeah, what you're not gonna do is get me in jail over that word, but yeah, it's definitely a touchy. You know, you might give me, you know, might I give me a misdemeanor? (laughs) Oh yeah, it's always something, man. I mean, but Seattle's weird though. Simon, I was telling you about earlier. If there was a police officer around and a white guy said that word and Simon had a problem with it, he said, "Come on, motherfucker, let's fight right now." Something about Seattle. I forget the exact rule of it. I was hearing the Joe Rogan podcast. He was speaking about Seattle and about how weird it is over there. That if that something if that situation tend, it happened in front of a police officer, there's really no uh, case to be made. It's That's like a lie. Kind of that that dude's just a like the, that oh, dude's wild, just a wild, white wild supremacist. He don't know what the hell he's talking about. He's just a white whoa, supremacist. Whoa, 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 whoa! The heavy accusation. He don't know, my friend. But 
Well, then don't speak don't on know. shit you don't know about. Come here, come here, I'm and know a, for yourself. I'm gonna find the link and I'm gonna send it to you, Sam, because I I thought about you right away when I heard about it because they're talking about um, I know that all ain't the true. whole you know shit about uh, the the where they had the the, the street cornered off out there or whatever and all that shit. So, um, but it is a subject that in itself, man, where it's like, hey, bro, like you know, I chill with um a couple of my brothers, man, that and 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 they have some uh some dudes come around that ain't black and say and say it around them so. Like normally, and for me, these guys are youngsters, man. They're young. They're young. They're young homies, about twenty-two, twenty-three, something like that. And I'm just like, hey, you know, it's just. I guess this is how young kids are, man. You know, um, they got, uh, you know, Takashi six nine and shit, giving people uh, feeling like they could get a pass to say whatever the fuck they want. You know, I don't agree with it, and I won't use it around. And that, and that's I my ever... issue with it. When you, when, when people look up to guys like him. And then they start feeling like they they you can heard, use the word. Heard, that's when that's, that's when I have an too, issue with it because they're not getting the proper influence, you know, the proper yeah, understanding. Definitely. My thing is like if you want to, if you do use it, you know, whatever. At the end of the day, you know, none of us can legislate or police everybody in the world or United States, you know. So that's yeah. just what it is. But my thing is, don't use the word if you think. Using the word is okay because of that guy. That guy can't even take a picture for more than a minute. Anywhere he's at. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, that is true. You are right about that, Sam. You are right about that. And I don't want to, um, you know, beat a dead horse or nothing like that. We've been on this one for about 53 minutes now. So let's swing it up. Let's talk some boxing, right? We, we, we kind of know what it is and what it ain't. And everybody who, I mean, come on. You can't be as dumb as Drew Brees out there. So um, anybody who knows what's right and what's wrong and what's proper and what's not, they wouldn't understand. And I think Tyson Fury is going to come out with an apologetic statement and uh, clean up a little bit of this, a little bit of mess that he's got himself into right now. But, hey, let's get to boxing because check it. My dude was fighting this weekend, David Benavidez. But he kind of got himself in a little bit of mix-up. I believe he was three pounds over the weight limit of 168. In his bout uh, against Ramir Alexis Angulo on Saturday over in the Sun Casino Resort, and you, uh, on Cotsville, I don't know how to say this shit in Connecticut. They got a bubble over there. I thought the only one was over in MGM, but hey, it's over there. And uh, so, hey, check it out. I'm going to start with Willa, JP, go to sign. We got David Benavidez, who I personally believe is a damn good top three talent. And, I mean, look, we're talking about a guy who, you know, reminds me of guys that I can't stand. If there's a guy who I look like I could physically impose my will and beat the shit out of him, I feel like I could do that. But David Benavides is not that kind of guy you could do that to, essentially. You had a bodybuilder in there look alike with Romero and Alexis Angulo, who's in very good shape, and you had a guy in there who had some titties. And uh, David Benavides... We all know the story when he's 13 years old, used to be a little fat boy, about 250 pounds. And so, you know, he was looking a little flabby and all that. But when it came to the ring IQ and all that stuff that makes him David Benavidez, I thought he looked superb in there. It was pretty much a sparring match. He turned him into a punching bag. And I felt bad for the guidance given by Romero Alexis Angulo by his cornerman of allowing him to just go in there and, you know, really – not give yourself a chance to be anybody 
of like uh, a recognizable stature, I'd say, for anybody who would be looking at a future opponent or something like that down the road. Because when you just get battered like that and just get – it looked like he was getting punished and it looked like he was on his way out the few times that he made it out. But just the effortless motion that was going through with David Benavidez, hands straight down, putting his punches together. Um, he looked great in there, man. But, you know, he was just in there with a the level of, of opposition that should not have been there with him. You know, he uh, – not to say Angulo didn't have his moments, he made it ugly in the first round and the second or, or first and third round. And, you know, he had like a small little fury of an overhand he landed somewhere in the fourth or fifth round. But that's all he really had, man. This is a, this is a, I mean, I called it a sparring match in our infamous group message, man. And that's what it looked like to me. Um, I was watching this before I watched uh, the other fights across the street, but, um, I thought David Benavidez looked great in there, man. Uh, now, what's he going to do to get the WBC title back? Because this is the second time it got stripped from him. First time, hey, you know, the guy's having a little bit of fun, right? Hey, he's a young guy. He's 23 years old. He's having a little bit of fun. He got the belt back. Okay, that's cool and all dandy. Um, and this one, three pounds is just a little bit too much for him to try to overcome. And he, had up getting the, he ended up getting the title stripped. So, we'll all start with you. David Benavidez's performance, we know what's up. But what's next that you think for David Benavidez um, as the second part? Willis. Well, David Benavidez is a Mexican that I would allow to call me my nigga. Wouldn't have any problem with that at all. <laughs> uh, one of my guys, he uh, he lost his belt, and I called him uh, Strip, David Strip Benavidez, because it's the second time he's been stripped of his title. He's going to be. He's going to do something I'm not sure anybody's done before. You know, I'm not 100% sure. But I'm not sure if anybody's done this before. He's going to be three, maybe four-time undefeated champion. Um, (laughs) Maybe four? (laughs) Yeah, because this might happen again. But, you know, like you said, he had had tits. He's looking sloppy in there. But that's what – that's what he – he he always looks like that. He's got that Mikey Garcia build where – you know, you don't have to be the the um, the the swollest guy out there to to be in shape, and he showed that going almost uh, going into the eleventh round, um, beating the guy up the whole time, looking great, not getting tired. You know, I'm not mad at him. He um, looked like he was warming up. Him. Yeah, and and like you said, he's only getting a box for an hour a day or something like that. He was explaining, uh, so it's a little weird for him. But, yeah, tremendous performance, beat the hell out of Angulo. Uh, we were getting texts from JP talking about he sees something or maybe there was signs talking about he sees something. You don't see anything but a, a guy that's about to be going into the Hall of Fame, going to be the four-time undefeated champion. He's talking about going to heavyweight. I think that's his overall plan to pull a James Tony or, or Roy Jones and go all the way up to heavyweight. So I'm looking forward to seeing what he's going to do. This is going to make it where guys don't want to fight him. Caleb Plant's already shown that he doesn't really want to fight him, and this is going to give him a reason not to fight him since it's not for yeah, unification. Yeah, right. So, That's what I'm talking so we don't about know right what. Keep it coming. Yeah, we don't know. We don't know exactly what's going to happen with him, man. We could see him fight some kind of bum, but I think uh, listening to an interview with his dad or something with his dad, his dad was saying that they were going to go. I think maybe think about going the IBF route and become the mandatory 
for Caleb Plant's belt. So uh, we'll see how that goes. I believe that's what it was, IBF. Um, so we'll see where what happens with him. Hey, I give him an A, A for effort, beat the hell out of a guy that was he was supposed to beat the hell out of. You know, when he knocks guys out, he's not really throwing bombs. He's, he's knocking people out more, giving them beat, a beating. And this guy in Gulo just could take a beating. Pretty tough dude. So, you know, A, good showcase. Got him out of there. He's never been stopped before. Yep. He got him out of there. So, I, I ain't mad at it at all. Tough guy, man. Tough customer. I'll give him Gulo that. And like you said, he don't throw bombs to get guys out of there. It's just precise punching. The guy knows how to set up punches, man. He's landing these uppercuts and awkward angles. He's always he's stabbing you to the body. He's getting you to the liver when you forget about it. He's just all over the place, man. I like that about David Benavides. He's a puncher that's going to make you think, and if you're not thinking about one spot, I'm going to remind you about that spot that you forgot about. Oh, this one's open on top. Wait a minute. That right there, stab to the body. Like, he does all the shit that I like, but David Benavidez has a really good boxing brand, and it was on full display this weekend, and I liked it a lot. JP, I go to you, sir. This performance by David Benavidez would be the first question, but also, um, I don't know if it was um, – I can't remember in the group message or whatever, but did you see anything in David Benavidez bar the weight loss that you think would hold him back against some of the upper echelon of competition, like Willis said, going after uh, uh, Caleb Plant? Or um, I've seen Edgar Berlanga, young Puerto Rican fighter that we were just talking about. He was he said that uh, he had posted today that he got reached out from uh, about a possible bout with David Benavidez. I mean, I don't know if he's trying to pick on a kid too green right now or whatever, but there's options for him. And David Benavidez definitely put himself in a better position to get a better fight, even given the fact that he lost the title. So what's your take on this whole ordeal with the Benavidez, bro? Uh, I'll start with saying what I was impressed by. I was impressed by David's um, output. I think into the late rounds, he was still able to get off powerful shots and a plethora of them, uh, mix it up, up and down pretty well. <clears throat> and that's, that's what I have that I was impressed about with David. What I'm not impressed, uh, it's more things that I wasn't impressed about. Now, I am the dude who in the infamous group chat sent the text early first round, I think before the round even started, and said, I see something here. This is going to be a tougher fight than um, people think. Now, these are simply based off, now I'm not trying to, my flex here is based off very few factuals we have at. I said, I don't know anything about Angulo. In fact, this is the first time I've ever seen him fight. By looking at them understanding what type of guy Angulo is from. Now, when I say that, that means I, I have a friend from Panama who's a dark-skinned cat like this. These guys speak Spanish. But boxing in, in those regions for those type of guys is the number one sport. It's either that or yep. soccer. So I, mm-hmm. I understand the, the, the pedigree you get from an Afro-Latino from that type of region. I understand the type of toughness you also get from an Afro-Latino. So this is the few things I'm drawing from and saying, yeah, looking at David's body, saying, yeah, okay, this will be a tougher fight than we assume. And I think I was right about that well into the sixth, seventh round um, early on. Now, I did think Angulo might have had a little more um, sleeve than he eventually had. 
Angulo end up being. Like I said, I've never seen him fight. Now, me just judging by where he's from, what he looks like, just these type of just having some fun, basically, um, I thought he would have a little slip, a little slick to his game. But instead, he was more of a Jamaican-style fighter rather than a a Panamanian-style fighter. You know, Uh-oh. these are different Caribbean. <laughs> so your Jamaican fighter is a come-forward fighter. You got uh, Nicholas Walters, Glenn Johnson. These are hard-hat, come-forward guys who look to land a big punch. Then you could catch another island with a dark-skinned black brother, say Colombia. Well, that may not be an island. But say Colombia or Panama, where the st- or even uh, Cuba, where the style is slick, mm-hmm. it's not come forward. So it depends yep. on what Caribbean island you're talking about here. Um, I think with Puerto Rico, you get a bit of the best best of the both worlds in those two aspects. But so just that's just off what I based it on. Um, wasn't impressed. I, I said earlier on, I'm not impressed by David's power. I think there's going to be plenty 168. To go to 160, 175, better be put them out. Talking about heavyweight, I got better be Dustin Moss. Um, so I, I, I don't, I'm not impressed by his power. He put a lot of punches together. He has to hit with his, he punches with his feet set. I don't believe he can, um, if you get a fighter that's good enough moving laterally, which yeah, which I thought Angulo would be good enough lateral. You you can see this guy really struggling. Now, when he's able to set up, man, he can put a 10-punch combination together. But, uh, you know, I, I just think nobody's um, – he's been able to impose his size, impose his will. Um, Ex-big boy, still fighting with the big boy uh, thing. But it, as we all know, every big boy meets their match. And one day it's going to be a dude who, who it's not going to hurt and who it's not going to catch – and then we're going to see what David actually gets made of. We haven't seen David match with anyone we should be giving him praise for yet. This was a pure showcase. And um, I yeah. think the fight was scrappy, scrappy through six. Um, in, in rounds two to three, um, I think we were like, you know, hey, who's winning here? So <clears throat> I'm not overall, I'll give him a B, something like that. Do I think Caleb Plant can give him nightmares? I think Caleb Plant could give him nightmares. We'll see uh, Caleb Plant pressed to the point that we've never seen him, but it'd be a proven ground for both guys. So um, I'm not overwhelmed. I'm not overly. I'm not overly impressed with Benavidez's performance either way. I, I agree with that. I, only one thing I would question on that um, would be motivation. Obviously, he wasn't big motivated again this fight. And to me, it seemed like he was just toying with his food a little bit in the ring where he's like, yeah, you know, I'm not fucking reaching to get this guy out of here. Um, crowd noise, ineffective, uh, ineffective of somewhat of a sense of urgency to get a guy out. And the only other thing I'd question is that, JP, I know you and Caleb Plant hung out for a little bit, so I don't know if you're giving the guy a... a you know, a, a big homie pass or something or whatever, but I want to see that fight. I want to see that fight ever since I've seen David and his brother run up in that Caleb Plant gym and beat the shit out of He is his bodyguard. I guarantee you the Benavidez brothers ain't going to run up on uh, Caleb like they did last time with JT around. Caleb, a cool-ass brother, man. That, that's a cool-ass brother right there, Caleb Plant. I mean, he's cool as a motherfucker, man. 
You wouldn't even think he got hands or nothing. You would be thinking this a white boy. You gonna not knowing you gonna get your fucking jaw snapped or something fucking with him. But <laughs> no, he's a cool brother, man. He cool. See, yeah, okay, all right. I, I'm I, only thing I question about that is like like the motivation factor. I say to me, it looked like he was in there with like, man, I'm in here with this fucking clown. I could practice a lot of shots that I can't normally practice on a live event like this. And that's what it looked like a lot to me. I didn't really have so much a question of power. I feel like if he wanted to get him out of there, I think he could. Uh, but it looked to me like he was just mixing in a few things. Nah, that he but he was still putting a lot in on those shots, man. As the rounds went by, he started sitting nah, down on the shots hard, more man. and more and more. He was hitting them with some big shots. And then the way he was mixing it up, too, you know, he was over he under. Was trying you know? hard. Like, he, he was trying hard to hit him with – yeah, like, you know, on one hand you say, well, maybe he was depleted because of the weight, but then you say, well, he came in over three pounds, so how depleted was he? It's not like he made the weight. He didn't. He came over. So then you look at, well, he technically he was more so a light heavyweight when he fought him, right? Because he came in three pounds overweight. So now you're like, you hit him with everything but the kitchen sink, and – the fight was stopped in the corner. The guy walked back to his corner and everything. So that's why when Did you guys were talking about the, the heavyweight and everything. The wrong corner before he got to his corner. The man was, I look at it more like before you guys start talking about heavyweight, can he beat a light heavyweight? Can he beat a Arthur better be if? I don't know. Hell no. Hell no. You know, you know who he could beat? He could, um, Oh, bro. Um, my bad. I, I forgot his name right now because he is such a fucking nobody. He could beat Sergey Kovalev because Sergey Kovalev no, is fucking dog. Canelo beat, the guy that Canelo beat, what's his name? The first light heavyweight fight that Canelo had. Before, or before, no, that was actually at super middleweight. I'm tripping. My bad. I was thinking light heavyweight. I'm sorry. I was trying yeah, to he fight Kovalev. Go get that Kovalev on on his record. You know, he can get that. Oh, with but, the body shots that Benny I mean, better be. He could definitely beat Kovalev. You know, that's why I say, you know, don't don't skip right, steps, right, man. You know don't what, start. Man, let's, let's cut the shit, man. I want you to be honest right now. Yeah, talk about consistency and all that. You sounded like you weren't sold on Benavidez's performance and the infamous group message that we're in. And why, I want to know why. You always got to read it. There's a method to the madness, obviously. I saw what Willis saw. No, he did his work. I just, I just, I just, my, my whole thing is I, I think he needs to, just focus on his diet. You know, I just think he needs to focus on his diet and and just be serious because the way he'd been fighting, even in the Darrell fight, I remember when Darrell got his eye cut and then he started putting it on Darrell. Darrell didn't get dropped or nothing. Like, the fight was stopped, you know, by the ref. Like, he was hitting him with a bunch of punches. So, it's like, I'm looking at it, I'm like, for how big Benavidez is, he don't really punch like that. So, I think – and but he's young, though, still. So, he's still going to grow into that. His body still looks very, like, lean and, you know, frail at times at that 168. So, he might be a totally different guy uh, at 75 or something. But I'm just saying that, you know, he just needs to take it a little bit serious. I'm, you know, I don't like the whole – because, you know, guys like you and a bunch of people say, oh – Caleb Plant don't want the fight and all this stuff. Last I checked, Caleb Plant makes weight. Caleb Plant goes and gets stripped because of 
Oh, yeah. Bad habits. Jail plan shows up but can't keep his nose clean. He can't keep his nose clean. Scared to fight. Hey, because relax, every relax. time... It's hey, like this. Every time... That. Okay, Willa. So, Willa, so let's say you, you you like a fighter, right? A fighter's, you know, one of your favorite fighters. He keeps calling somebody out for for unification, but then he keeps getting stripped because of his own transactions, his own transgressions, his own issues. To me, it's, it's hard to take you seriously, man. You want a unification, but you get stripped because of cocaine. You want you get your belt back. Ago, you want a unification, but then you but he's like get stripped because you're three pounds like overweight. Old. It wasn't, a half, like, but it's not a half a pound overweight. It's not a pound overweight. It's not a, a pound and a half overweight. He was three pounds overweight during a quote-unquote pandemic where you really don't got nothing much else to do but to train. No excuses. Uh, Definitely unprofessional, for sure. Definitely unprofessional, but hey. Hey, you know, Sam, as far as I'm concerned, my GPS tells me you're about 15 minutes away from a gym that says that he has over in Seattle, Washington. Why don't you go over there and tell him, hey, listen, man, put the fucking Twinkies down. And start eating this shit like me and your, you know, little guy and do all that stuff. You, you got to go talk to him, man. If anybody can make someone turn into greatness with the advice you're giving right now, it's for David Benavidez. No, yeah, yeah, man. I was, I, I didn't even know he was up here, man. He must not be wanting, wanting to be controlled anymore, you know? I, I think he's from Arizona and stuff. So, hey, man, that's what's from up, what you I know? Saw, yeah. I might have to slide, from what I I saw, might have to slide down there, stuff. you know, sometime in the near yeah, future and see what's up, right you now. know? over in Slime's neck of the woods. Slime, you got to go over there. Yeah. You got to go over there and check. You got to see what's up over there. What's going on over see there, what's man? up, it's you know, talk to him, you know? You know, ask them. You know what's going on. Do you? I'm. You know. I'm. You know. If I. If I. If I'm able to actually have a one-on-one conversation with them, you know, ask them just straight up, face to face. Like, do you actually want that fight with Clint? You know, and see what he got to say. Come you know, on, so. you know the answer to that question. Ask them something that you don't know the answer to. I mean, I'm just saying. My the way I look at it is, your actions in boxing tell me more and. When you keep getting stripped, I don't want to see that fight unless it's a unification. That's just me. And when you keep getting stripped, well, you know that, man, yeah. it lowers the value of the fight. And <sighs> yeah. That's my thing. Now we all of a sudden got to see him do this, either fight for a title or fight for that title, fight for somebody else that has a title or fight for that title again as a vacant. It's like yeah, but, it's once, but you know, you know one step you know though, or two steps back. I, but still, though, at the same time, Willa, JP, Sam, you guys could all attest to this fight that happened after this one on the across the street at the UFC with a guy named Daniel Cormier and uh, Stipe Miocic, and they're talking about they're fighting for who's going to be the greatest UFC light heavyweight of all time. They forgot about a guy named John Jones. I'm not a fan of John Jones. To me, he ain't a real brother by how nerdy his ass talks and shit like that. I can't fuck with it. And but I'll tell you what, he's a fucking okay. Look, I'm not even gonna go there, but I'm just gonna say he just ain't a, he just ain't enough for me. All right, straight up. So we got John Jones, who should a be a brother. 
he's a cornball brother. Let's put it like that, okay? If if we were working back in the days, and I'm putting we in the same context here because we're on the same podcast, we're fucking team. Now, if we're working back in the day, I'm pretty sure me, Willa, JP, and Simon, we might be outside doing some work. And I'd expect John Jones to be inside making tea or some shit, all right? But look, minus all that, this is the same context for David Benavidez. He's, he's, he's kind of pushed aside for getting stripped, and they're not going to recognize him as being the guy, just like John Jones not being recognized as being the guy. But and rightfully so. Everybody knows and rightfully so. Don't say that, Sam. He ain't proved it as far as his resume. And then every time he gets close to proving it, he messes up. It's, account- it's about accountability, brother. This is serious business. And if you don't want to take it serious, retire. And open up your own type of business, whatever you got going on. You can't, so, you can't just... Willa, JP, help me out here. I'm dealing with in, in ex- extreme situations right here saying you got to retire now? Come on, now. Yeah, Sam is to the extreme. But I think speaking of retire, I think John Jones said he did retire today. He gave up those he gave up his belt. But David Benavidez See? He's it wasn't real. that extreme. I know what the hell I'm talking about. <laughs> I guess he's not he so crazy after all. No, I'm just kidding. He wanted to get paid. <laughs> he wanted to get paid. But man, when David Benavidez is the real deal, man. You know he got stripped. Like I, I understand where Simon oh, is well. coming from, so I can't. You can't really, you can't really say nothing about it. You know, I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt because he's one of my guys. You know, I, I, I know that if it was somebody else, I might not give them that much love two times getting stripped. But he's a young guy. He's one of the guys that I want to see him do well. So I'm not, I'm not taking it that bad because he's, he's still undefeated. But Simon's right. He's not going to fight for a unification. That sort of sullies the fight. And so, you know, even though uh, even though Plant doesn't want the fight, he's got a reason not to want the fight. He's got a legitimate excuse. Even though I know deep down inside Plant doesn't want the fight, he has a, a legitimate excuse. So I can't be mad at Sam for thinking the way he thinks. And my thing is I'm not going to criticize Tank for getting stripped, Broner for getting stripped, and all the other guys in the past and all that, and then not criticize Benavides. That would make me fake, you know what I mean? So I got to keep it, you know. And and then he did it twice in the same weight class and not too far past each other. That that shouldn't count. Like, that's not a performance-enhancing drug, right? That's just not going to fuck. What what muscles is that going to build, right? I mean, we got to put things in context here, fellas. I have no idea I mean, how David would, goes to heavy. I don't know. I can't call When it. <laughs> his body looks the way it does at 168, and his power, to me, is not impressive at 168. I, there's no way he goes to heavyweight. And um, I think he needs to really go to the drawing board, man. He's not being challenged. And I think that's becoming a problem. When you're too big of a hot shot in the gym and you're just beating up all these 160, these dudes, he's really bigger than. The guy's missed the weight twice, so he's probably too big for the weight class nine times out of ten. He needs to go to 175, but does his power translate to 175? Can, does he beat B-Ball? I don't know. Fuck yeah, he beats B-Ball. Man, I don't know that for sure. 
Hold on, wait. Let, let's, let me let me impersonate someone real quick. If there's testing involved, then if there's if there's testing involved, then I got I got Benavides. <laughs> we gotta see, man. We gotta see him against some really good guys. <laughs> we haven't had no no gauge for him. We've had no one to gauge him against to know what he, he looks, looks like against elite competition. So we'll see. And an elite, elite competition, that, and one thing people got to understand, he has very fast hands, you know, in combinations for his weight class and his size. But let's make this clear. At the elite level, elite guys don't let you tee off on them like that. They don't. They get out exactly. the back away. You know? All that, you know, you're going to hit him with a, you know, lateral. A guy who can move lateral will give him problems because all hey, the other fancy-ass shit, that fucking dude on that highlight reel, dude, I watched that highlight where he throws that. It's very impressive looking. But who is it, Porky Medina? When he beat Porky the fuck Medina. out of Porky Medina with that seven-punch combo, he's got to love it. literally just put his fucking chin out there and said, hey, David, hit me 15 times in a row for a highlight. <laughs> but who the fuck well, does that? Well, well, I mean, look, the only thing, I, I would be on your guys' side if he's loading up for these punches. To me, it's just poetry in motion, man. This, these uppercuts, they're coming from his hips. Like, nothing's loaded up. Like, how do you, it's hard to account for where he's going to be punching from unless I'm seeing something else. I wouldn't say poetry in motion. I wouldn't quite say that. You know what, JP, I'm going to be honest with you right now. I just don't like Caleb Plant. White guys who try Somebody to take him to state flat throws feels like they're just infiltrating it's like, the system. It's like for, Gary for, Russell, for, for example, I, I you know. Gary Russell is actually very similar to David Benavidez, you know, like where their feet, their feet are in the same spot, but their hands are always moving, you know, in combination. Yeah. yeah. Fast. Yeah. But like. Yeah. And then when you saw what happened was, when you saw him fight Lomachenko, he kept having to reset, reset, yeah. reset, while Lomachenko is hitting him with the, you know, the, the straight left, and then turning him, I think that's and then coming back with combination, and then hitting him with body shots and all that. The whole time, Gary Russell is trying to reset, reset, get comfortable, and all that. And it's like, you know, that, you know, them, them, you know, them fast hands and like all that. that. They're like they're like what it is when it comes to the highlights and all that. We're like there's nothing better than watching guys like De- David Benavidez and Gary Russell. But when you're talking about the technical side, as far as like, well, let's really break down their style and like what type of style can really trouble them. It's like you start noticing their flaws, which is, yeah, them hands are moving, but their feet are never moving, man. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Sorry, what do you no, think about these guys? Well, let's go over here talking like David Benavidez ain't the truth. But uh, in a hypothetical fight, how do we see this one going? I mean, it looks like Benavidez wants Plant, but does Caleb Plant want Benavidez? Well, I don't know. It sounds like these other guys, uh, these, these guys across the street must think otherwise. Oh, Willa and oh, oh, JP and Simon teaming up all of a sudden. What's this? All right, the truth speaks. Yeah, man. I mean, they're, they're, they're speaking correctly. But the reason Gary Russell fought like that is because he was – I think he was scared. He, You know, Benavidez isn't scared. He's got a little more oomph in himself than uh, – than, Yeah, uh, he wants to fight Terry Crawford at 147 without a catch weight. 
It's supposed to be a yeah, negotiation. Maybe. But we know that he'll say Sounds that like he'll fight scary. He was fighting scary until the end. He started, you know, he started doing something a little bit. It wasn't, it didn't, it didn't end as bad as it started, but he started scary and he let it, he let us all down, man. So we can't compare him to David Benavidez. David Benavidez has, you're right, he does have uh, fast hands and stand still and got to get set, but that's because he's whooping boys' ass. And when you're that much bigger than guys and you and you're that much faster, you know, mm-hmm. he can whoop their ass. And that's what he did to Angulo. That's what he'll do to him. Playing ain't <laughs> Oh, you see Luca trying to get tough with Morris. Oh, <laughs> Hit me God. on Luca's bumper tough. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my God. Hey, 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 hey. Uh, we, uh, what do you speak on? Um, Luca Benavidez. Luca's – fuck, man, y'all got me messed up. Willis said that they're speaking correctly um, for something that I was going to segue to. Fuck, man. But you know what I was going to, though, was about – I was trying to segue about what's right and what's wrong. And what's wrong was Rolando Romero's defeat over Jackson Martinez that was on the undercard in a controversial decision. We all know about Rollies. i never seen him fight, but I always heard about Rollies being a Mayweather guy before the uh, Adrian Broner-Ashley uh, Theophane fight happened. What sparked that whole thing up was – uh, Floyd thought that Rollies could kick Broner's ass, and that's when I first was uh, thinking about what Rollies was. And um, you know, I, I'm sorry about that. Um, but I thought Rollies would. That's when I first got introduced to Rollies was from that. So um, to me, More I was expecting Ooh-hoo. I was expecting to see a lot from this young man. But what I've seen, I, I mean, I'm I'm in agreement with the people. There's um, there's there's a post been put out. Um, people were talking about how egregious the decision was. You had the boxing boys posting uh, posting pictures from people's um, Twitter handles. Ryan Garcia said Rolly's corner lied to him all night. You got Javante Davis saying that's fucked up. You got Ryan Garcia again. L-M-A-O-O, capital letters. Damn, Rob without a gun. You got Jamel Charlo. Robbery. I don't give a fuck. And then you got David Hamley, bank robbery with the laugh emojis. You had the boxing world speaking on this one. Um, the unofficial scorecard by Steve Farhood had it 111 to 117 for Martinez. And let's take a look at these scorecards that we'll probably put in before the fight that had happened. I don't like looking at these, but I will definitely find out these fucking guys' names, so I'll give them the, their due diligence for their bad work. And hopefully they never get a fight uh, uh, to score a fight of any significance again. Um, you know, stick to the Bush League if you're going to be coming out with cards like this because we did have the infamous 118 to 110, 116, 112, 115, 113. And that's a joke. For anybody watching the fight, that's a fucking joke. You got um, Rollies at the end saying, uh, you know, how does the guy fight who, or how does the guy win who don't want to fight? That old adage. We heard that before plenty of times. But, um, man. You feel bad when you see shit like this, but um, you've seen the boxing world speaking. You had Ebony Bridges posting gifts. She's, you know, she's one of those funny people on Twitter and shit. What? And, uh, yeah. That's right. I said it. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, hey, you know what? There's a lot, of, a lot of shit going on, though. We hate to see this ugly side of boxing and the black hell that's been given to the sport for a very long time. But when shit like this happens, who's surprised, huh? 
It's uh, and it, it, I always say, put it on my fucking grave when your boy goes down six feet. It ain't boxing without a little bit of controversy. We always have it. It's gonna happen. It's never gonna go away. And the beneficial, uh, the beneficial individual in this situation was one Rolando Romero, aka Roly, aka Thank You Sport, aka How Much Did You Pay Him? Um, and uh, it kind of put a sour taste in my mouth before the Benavidez fight started. But nonetheless, we got to get to it. So, uh, Willa, I'll start with you. We heard a lot about Roly from Floyd. I don't know if we'll be hearing more about him, but I hope we see a rematch with some good judges. Yeah, man. Uh, Roly was a guy that I think I saw fight one time before, um, but I was sort of interested in him. He has a presence on on uh, on the internet on YouTube where he seems to be around. Seems to be one of the young guys trained by Floyd and Floyd's deal. He was a uh, you know some a guy that I was looking forward to seeing. So when I watched the fight, he's fighting for some kind of WBA uh, belt. I'm not sure which one it was, Some, but I'm not sure if it was a diamond belt. No, I don't think it was a diamond belt. It might have been the regular title, but some not, kind of world champion. I think it was, um, it was, a, uh, uh, it was the WBA, uh, WBA lightweight title uh, in this fight, which was, I believe, uh, uh, what I'm seeing right now. Uh, you know, I can't even have to look much into it, but it was definitely for a WBA title in the lightweight division. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure which what you know what belt it was, but he looked like yeah, he, he looked like pretty. He looked he looked raw. He looked he looked like a guy that's not gonna who isn't any good. He was standing straight up, throwing his punches. His jab looked looked very weird out there. He he doesn't look that good, man. So and he's very cocky. He thought he said he won the fight. He thought he really thinks he won that fight. Um, I think they had like seventy seven percent of the people at home yeah. talking about you know. He doesn't look too good, man. It's not too much I could say about it. Uh, you know, I was in and out of the fight because he was looking that whack. Um so yeah. you know, that's that's pretty much all I got on it. I'm with you on that. JP uh Rollies, man, you got this I mean, I'm sure you've seen, you've heard about it. Give decisions. This is it's not the first one. It's not the last one. But he said he's opening to giving Martinez a rematch, man. What's your thoughts on this injustice that happened in our beloved sport this past weekend? Well, we definitely know that Mayweather has some pool in, in this here boxing. Thing. Mayweather's got a little bit of money, huh? Got a little bit. He he must got something because that uh, Roley clearly lost that fight. Um, just looked really bad, man. It looked like he was in that Mayweather gym thinking he was sparring some kind of scrub they brought in, just walking forward, just walking forward. And the other kid just getting off, just getting off jabs and, you know, getting off some uppercuts and stuff. Just looked really bad and just looks like uh, they didn't quite uh, evaluate well when it comes to Roley because he doesn't look like look like the pedigree you need him to be. He doesn't look like a championship type of fighter. And um, I think that's the, 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 the biggest conundrum here is that Roley just doesn't look like the pedigree of a fighter when we're talking about what we think of Mayweather, a fighter that Mayweather's invested in. You know, Mayweather seemingly uh, left his investment 
with mm-hmm. with with Adrian Broner because he just you know whatever for whatever reason and invested in Tank Davis and that looks to be promising. So you know we're thinking anybody the great Floyd Mayweather says is dope has to be dope, but Roley to me man just doesn't look like he's going to be on that level. So mm-hmm. we'll we'll see. And this this definitely was a black eye for boxing. But what can you say, man? Um, this will happen again. It won't be the it's not the first. It won't be the yeah. last. And uh, it's pretty pretty bad. Pretty bad. Pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah, Simon. I'll take it to you. Now, for me, I always thought something suspect about this Roley guy being light skinned, acting all tough, and all that. But I'll let you break it down and what you think about Roley and how it. This whole shit happened as soon as you calm down from the Porzingis ejection that happened in Dallas right now, or in the bubble. But uh, Roly, man, what's up with him, bro? I have you heard a lot from him because you know these guys Mayweather. Uh, Mayweather thinks that every fucking guy he's gonna train is gonna turn into somebody special, and that's what he paid for on Saturday. But yeah, you know that check uh, might bounce back. Yeah, we'll see if uh, Will and. Uh... JP are going to save their credibility and admit that was a horrible call, but you know that's a <laughs> we're going to get situation. to it. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I mean, I had been hearing about him, you know, a lot and stuff, you know, paying attention from afar, like you know, kind of hearing what he's talking about. He's been talking about he beats up guys and sparring, and guys didn't want didn't want to keep didn't want to keep sparring and all this stuff. He was bringing he was. He was clout chasing like crazy, you know, on all the names uh, around them weight classes. And so, you know, I was expecting, you know, a pretty good performance. You know, also, I wouldn't say I was expecting it. I was more so intrigued, you know, and then uh, also understanding that it was expected for him to look good. And then also, you know, Mayweather factor and all that, you know, He's, you know, they say he's training and all this stuff. So, you know, you're like, okay, well, you know, we'll see. And then uh, it was just a complete dud. I mean, the man looks very raw, you know, uh, as a fighter, man. Just nothing but power shots at the same speed the whole fight. You know, coming forward, you know, um, very stiff and... It just, it's like he didn't under, he didn't have no second gear at all. It was like, he was like basically the whole time like, I'm going to make this shit happen. I'm going to make this shit happen. But it just never happened, you know? And, you know, do beat him, in my opinion. But, and I'm not going to sit there and act like I was very impressed with the other guy too because I think he was just, you know, scoring points here and there, just doing more, just doing more. And, you know, but at the end of the day, that's, that's all you got to do to win the fight. But, you know, unfortunately, he didn't get the, you know, you know, the decision. The thing that bothered me the most about it was they don't need, some of these cards sometimes, they don't even try to cover it up. It sucks. You know? It A sucks, UD, bro. and then one of the cards was 118, 110? Jesus. That shit, man. So what were you doing the whole fight? You know, making yourself copy? You know? Checking your stocks, your emails, and all that. What were these judges doing? Because they obviously weren't watching the fight and trying to fill out a somewhat uh, credible 
scorecard. It's like if I was involved, you know, 115, 113. <laughs> if I'm going to rob somebody, <laughs> at least they can say, oh, shit, they gave him five rounds. Try to make it look. Try 118, to make it look 110? Yeah. I'm like, and a UD? Don't even give the man a majority decision? I'm like, yo, man, it's crazy, but, you know, I don't want to get too much into the trainer. Obviously, he was delusional with what he was saying, but we don't know all the back the background stuff. You know, we don't know if he's telling him, yeah, oh, you whooped him, you whooped him, and then behind the scenes, like, hey, man, we got to get better, bro. We got to get better. You got to run that back. Not only that, time, I want to piggyback off that from what you said that, um, you know, you had uh, – you know, Roley's trainer at the end of the fight calling, uh, you know, opposition a bitch and stuff like that. Like, we joke about that kind of shit in our group message and all that stuff, man. But when you're talking, like, you know, in in a professional, like, this is a league. It's professional, right? It's professional sports. And when you're talking crazy like that, like, I mean, you know, it just kind of quite, it just, to me, it raises the eyebrow of how delusional are these fucking guys, uh, you know, and I'm talking about the trainer. Uh, I'm talking about Roley's trainer. Uh, da, 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 da. I have the fucking clip right here, but I can't find his name. Um, I will get it to you in a second. But that's what I'm calling. I'm piggybacking off what you're saying as far as, how, like, can you trust these guys? If you're and a lot of times, look, I think a lot of these trainers, they're no different than, like, basketball coaches or football coaches or, you know, you know any type of, you know, coaches when involved sports where, Sometimes they know the athlete more than the athlete know themselves. So they may know that the guy may be, like, low self-esteem, low confidence. So they always want to, like, pump them up and all that. So that might have been the case. I don't know Roley like that. So that might have been it. But just off, you know, what we were seeing and what we know, he was talking crazy. You know, he was talking like dude was like, you know, ain't shit. Oh, you know, we beat your ass, and he was talking. Right? You could just hear him, because you know there's no fans, so you hear everything now, you know. And Showtime and you know these other broadcasts, they try to do their best to act like you know they don't hear it or don't acknowledge it, but you hear it, man. And Dude was talking crazy, you know. And I'm just like, I'm just like, I'm hoping that that was just a front, and then behind the scenes he's letting them know, like, yo, man. Was it his trainer or was it his, was his, dad? Was it his dad? I know his dad is in his corner. I didn't see I didn't see that part. So I don't know. I saw the black dude. The but, black dude was, was that, the man. Was that, that black, the brother, was that the brother with the cornrows or the uh look like look, some half like Yeah, the black dude was the one talking because I remember when uh Yeah, he was the one you know, talking. Uh, crazy. 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 I was like, whoa. Yeah, you can't be talking yeah, like man. that, bro. <laughs> Not in this sport. <laughs> Without some fucking receipts coming your way, man. Yeah, it, it, you know, but like I said, we don't know the whole story. He might be, you know, telling him one thing, but then behind the scenes tell him another. But I just think that he looked, he looked just, he just wasn't classy at all, man. You know, and it was just a bad look on Roley, you know, because at the end of the day, the athlete is always going to be blamed for the people around them, you know? And it just, it is what it is. You know what I mean? Whether it's social media and a family member or somebody says something, you know, 
We're going to look at them. We're going to look down on the athlete. And that's just, hey, whether you want to call it fair or not, that's just what it is. And so with Roley, yeah, man, his trainer made him yep. look bad, bro, for real. And yep. he's got to run that back, and he's got to he's got to whoop that dude because the way his trainer talked, you can't be like a lot of these fighters that keep it pushing the rest of their career and never fight the guy after a questionable yeah. decision. You can't talk like that and never fight that guy again. It's that simple. Oh, hell no. Yeah, you got to run that back. It, either you're going to run that back in the ring or I'm going to find you somewhere. But that's just me. Um, but, hey, let's move along to some fun now. Huh? We, we've talked about some, some tough stuff here, man. You know, uh, we talked about, you know, a little bit of politics, a little bit of race relations, a little bit of, of, of all in all. And, um, you know, the black guy boxing as far as the, the the bullshit that happens and things like that, we, we talked about a lot, man. Let's time, let's move to a little bit of fun before we get out of here on overdrive, man. Just a little overdrive segment for the fam in the grand. Blah, 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 blah. The number is nine two nine four seven seven one two seven seven for anybody. Press one on your touch tone dial to get in because if you don't, by the next two minutes, you're not gonna be able to make a call in. So hey, where's that one from? Huh, guys? Remember that shit? Um, anyways, so. I'm going to fucking talk about it right now since I get to go on JP show and talk about it because I know you fuckers were trying to have some shit on me when we go to the archives. and I know Slime, I got receipts and da-da-da, archives was for a reason. I, don't, I never cared about these, this basketball coming back. Wasn't excited for it or nothing. These playoffs mean nothing but more than less to me. And right now, I, I don't know if you heard Slime, but when the show first started in JP... Uh, look, you, you guys, you know LeBron's my guy, but now that basketball's back right now, just something about him, like, uh, it just bothers me right now about him being in L.A., especially the way they've been playing. So I can't go for the Lakers. Sime likes Dallas. Whoever Sime, if if if, Sime, if if I told Sime, hey, Sime, I tried this new energy drink out the other day. It's pretty good. You should check it out. And he says, oh, yeah, I tried it before. It's really good. I would automatically say, never mind. I hate that fucking energy drink, and I never want to try it again just because Simon likes it. So I'm not going for Dallas. Um, and Willa makes me not like the Rockets, but since Harden's kind of come around to me and I've always been down with Russ, I, I might just be going for the Rockets to pull this one out because what everybody's saying, man, everybody's saying it's going to be the Lakers or the Clippers, I don't see it. The way the Lakers have been playing, it's not been great, man. It's not been good basketball. Um, and the way the Clippers have been playing, uh, Kawhi Leonard, talk about a guy who, you know, came from a great team with, you know, you know they're so coordinated and well-coached. You know, Nick Nurse, a great coach in Toronto. People forget what the fuck the Raptors are doing. They just broke a record from what they did the season before when Kawhi's sitting out for like 20-some-odd games. It might be – and I'm the one who predicted the Raptors to win last year's title. Let's not forget, speaking of archives. But I don't, I, I don't know, man. Uh, if I was to be on record right now, I'm probably going to say I'm going with the Rockets to win it all right now. Uh, our, if Russ is okay, if Russ is okay, I'll have to add that on there right now. Um, now, I, I put the game on right here while I'm talking to you guys, and I see Porzingis, um, you know, trying to get tough. The, the, the Laviette gangster over here, old Christophe Porzingis, you know, used to have cornrows back in the day. Watch out. But – I'm not so much so much on uh, saying, you know, any questions about Luka Doncic. 
I didn't like him for obvious reasons of him, you know, possibly coming to Sacramento, but he didn't want to come to Sacramento because his mom said it's too hot over there. The Mexican food's too spicy. He probably don't like brown people. I don't know. But Luka Doncic to me is a baller, even though I don't like him. Top 10 in the league, I'll give it to him. He could play. The kid's got a – he's just got a brain for the game, you know. He, you know, he, he might be like a Dennis David Benavidez of boxing. Yeah, he's fat as fuck. He eats pizza, uh, one uh, whole pizza to himself every day. Who knows? Little flabby, doughy kid with titties instead of, a you know, a, a chiseled up chest and all that good stuff, whatever. But I give him his credit, man, to kick a ball. Uh, right now he's in a little bit of a conundrum, a pickle, as they say in baseball, uh, 76 to 82, trailing in the third quarter with three minutes and 17 seconds. So we're going overdrive. I'll start with you, Willa. We'll go to JP and Simon. I know they want to go at each other's throats about this one. But Willa, first round of the Mickey Mouse playoffs, which I don't think is real at all. But the Clippers uh, in the Dallas is inside of a close game right now. How do you feel about this one and uh, the whole first round of the or, – or, I, I, I'm catching up to you guys as far as basketball talk, you know? So – I'll let you take it where you may. Oh, man, uh, when it comes to basketball, we already know who I'm rooting for. I'm looking for the, uh, the Rockets to do that thing, James Harden to shine. I see us winning the Oklahoma, Oklahoma City Series, even if we don't have Westbrook. Westbrook's going to be gone for a few games. So, you know, they said a few. That could be two, three, four. Hopefully it's not that, much, that many, man. So we're looking for us to ball. I think Toronto's going to come from the other side. I, think, I don't know if that's what you said, but I think they're, they're going to be the guys come on the other side. And all the other, all the other games are they're going to be interesting. I want to see exactly what this playoffs has to has to offer for, for us. And I don't think it's fake at all. I think this is the real deal. Whoever wins this is the champion, and we're looking forward to be the Rockets. I'm not going to change my mind like uh, RC. Nobody on. <laughs> hey man, um, you know the the National Bubble Association, man. It's it's really real in the field, but I don't know. Will there be an asterisk to everything? They just named Damian Lillard the MVP of the bubble. <laughs> MVP of the bubble. That's cool. Um, hey JP, me and you talked before on the Relatively Black and Fat podcast you guys need to check out, which I and many others call the new Sports Center. Me and JP have spoken about LeBron James and how mine and his relationship started to where we went to not speaking and to where we are right now, which is, you know, we're good right now. We're good. But, JP, I don't know if you're at all concerned about the Lakers uh, play as of late, but I would find it a little bit concerning, or maybe it's just, you know, what I think of it compared to all the media bullshit, people think that, like, oh, uh, you know, they they jump on the first train smoking is what I'm saying, uh, long story short, you know, um, whatever's hot, when the Rockets got small ball, oh, the Rockets could give anybody trouble, but in actuality, if they were to lose a series, they would just jump on the, oh, small ball never works in this league, old shit that we hear all the time. So all the regurgitated nonsense that's putting out, you know, we kind of know where we stand about this shit. But um, speaking with with that goes all around to is for me, I'm like, hey, they clinched number one seed. Why would they give a fuck about any of these meaningless games other than just, you know, a little bit of getting uh, some cardio back in. More so focused on cardio for everybody and cohesiveness 
over the necessity of trying to get a win in each and every single one of these games when they clinch the number one seed. That's what I think. You know, you can't then can't nobody control how I think over here, JP. But how are you feeling about the Lakers' chances uh, starting up tomorrow against uh, the Portland Trailblazers, who I like to call a team that wastes everybody's time? Uh, yeah, RC, I think you hit it on the head a lot, man. Um, we beat who we need to in the bubble. There's the only team we wanted to beat, and we beat them. That was the Clippers. Um, everything else didn't have any any importance to us. Uh, not to say that our play isn't concerning. Play is concerning because, you know, uh, guys aren't hitting their shot at, shots at the moment. They're still getting the shots they're going to get. But it's, it's, it's not a guy like Avery Bradley taking those shots instead of Avery Bradley. Um, dudes like um, Caruso and D.R. and Waiters are splitting those shots. Um, I also, don't like the defense. I don't like them either. Um, also, the defense is concerning, especially the defense with smaller guards and penetrating guards. That's concerning. But, man, I feel like we're, we're, we, we, we're just fine. There's no reason to be concerned. We're the number one seed. Uh, we're coming in facing the the Trailblazers. I'm, I'm feeling like that's a team that may have shot their load. <clears throat> Dame had to go crazy just to get here. Dame has been in some kind of media, social media spat with Skip Bayless. That's fine and dandy. Go do that. Waste all that fucking energy because now it actually counts. And so we're looking to pounce. We're looking to pounce on them Hopefully, you know, my thinking is they shot their load. They have to hit a big shot to get here. They have to do a lot of shit just to get here. So hopefully, you know, they may have shot their load. That's the school of thought we're going with. And it just came out uh, and dominate the game. But anyway, either way it goes, man, I don't see the series going over six games. Um, I don't see this being a seven-game series at all. We'll get, we'll get it either way it goes. For them to be competitive, they got to play great. And that goes for any team against them. They, they got to hit a lot of three-pointers. And Portland, uh, for as bad as the Lakers defense has been, they've been even, even worse than us. So that doesn't spell well for them. So unless Dame is going for 40 a night, uh, don't expect this one to be too competitive. As, as, as for the whole playoffs, man, for the thing, you know, I got my Lakers all the way still. Um, and like I said in the East before any, any turn of events happened, I got Boston. And they just took down Toronto today. So it's looking good. No, they took down Philly today. Signs pick. I like that. I like that, man. Yeah, just something about all these Clippers. It, it, I don't know if it's the uh, Chris Broussards of the world or the Skip Baylesses of the world who give a pass for moral victories and shit like that. But look, man, me, you know, we know I'm a Sacramento Kings fan. So every time we've seen the Clippers this year, we just wop, 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 wop. Smack them around. Wop, take that with you. Wop. The Clippers, to me, man, it's not a real team. It's not a real team. And I know, JP, you got to enjoy – when the, the game happened with the Lakers and Clippers, I don't, you probably enjoyed it more than me. But I was enjoying the shit out of it, seeing LeBron put work on them and getting the game-winning bucket at that, you know. I don't like the Clippers. I like Kawhi Leonard a lot. I don't like, I don't like Lemon Pepper Lou. He shows that he's not in it for the right reason. You can't be halfway in it, man. You got to be all in or all out. Montrezl Hill, hey, condolences to the passing of his mother or grandmother and all that good stuff, whatever. Um, all these other guys, man, it's just a bunch of individual, like, 
crazy ex-girlfriends who are trying to get back at LeBron James, and I don't see that shit working. Joe Kim Noah, Skip Bayless is pumping him up like he's somebody to worry about. But Joe Kim Noah in 2020, on what what's today's date, the 17th of August in 2020, Joe Kim Noah is the guy that no fucking buddy is worried about. And I'm talking about the 15th man on the roster. I'm talking about the reserves. Nobody's worried about these guys, man. Joe Kim Noah, the rest of the little guys, you know. They're like, a, uh, you know, like uh, when y'all played Super Mario back in the day and there's a bunch of those goobers around, like if you couldn't step on all of them, one of them's going to get you eventually. That's what the Clippers remind me of. That's just me. Uh, Sign. I know uh, we've been talking about basketball for a while in here. Since we're in overdrive, now is your chance to, uh, you know, you, you started in, you wanted to start in, uh, uh, you know, chasing smoke right away. Now's your chance. What's, what's going on? How are you feeling about Dallas's chances right now? They're, you know, they're, they're in a tight one with the Clippers. I mean, like I always saw, I mean, I, I made my, I made it clear from the jump, like, you know, the Clippers, in my opinion, will win the championship, the Mickey Mouse uh, championship. And, the phony uh, championship, right? The yeah, fake, fake champions. You know, they'll be fake the fake champions. champions fake you know, I said that. This stuff's not I said real. that for the jump. Because the thing about me is, a lot of people, they, you know, we all have different views as fans. My view on it is realistic expectations. You know, so I understand that. You know, everything is a process. So, uh, you know, and then also, you know, there's talent. There's other factors. Talent. Uh, you know coaching, you know, experience and all that, so health. So with that being said, you know, um, it's going to take a couple years and everything. Right now it's uh, teams like the Clippers, the Lakers, the Milwaukee, Boston, you know, teams like that that are a tier above, you know, whatever, and uh, and all that. And uh, my opinion, I think the best team is the Clippers. I think if they're healthy and Nothing crazy happens, like they're gonna win the championship, you know. Um, you know, may not happen. They're not the Warriors, they're not that dominant where uh, you know, they're just pretty much gonna win no matter what. Uh, no matter who they play, it's not gonna be a matchup thing, it doesn't really matter, you know, they're just that good. Uh they're not that, but I just think they're the best team. At the end of the day, I just I just think they're the most complete team, most versatile, the most depth. You know, they could play big, they could play small, they could defend, you know. So that's really what it is. But, and you know, they happen to be playing Dallas. So obviously, I believe the Clippers are going to win the series. You know, Dallas came out tonight and was playing really well. Then, unfortunately, you know, they got a bad call with a Porzingis getting yeah, kicked out. Yeah, that objection, though. You want to speak on that? Yeah, just a bad call, you know. And then, you know, you hear, you know, you hear guys, you know, you know, you hear guys talk white privilege and all that. You think that was white privilege right there? Did you guys, oh, you know, Will, JP, you think that was a good call? <laughs> no, he should have had way more white privilege than that. No, he that already had a horrible call. And he screamed at the ref. That was what, I mean, if you scream at the ref like that. That was a horrible there. call, no, dude. I mean, that was a horrible you know. call, dude. You can't get white privilege on the court that's bad Black Lives Matter. That's what you, you know said about Luka. You said it's white privilege all day, every day. You've been people. playing on Black Lives. 
You said he he been playing on Black that's, Lives that's Matter court since the thing started. Yeah, oh, but this media. this is okay. on the court. Yeah, that's just, you know. There's no way so, a white so man what, should what, have what to. Was, so what was the media? So what was the media doing with Lonzo? Scrubs Live will matter. <laughs> what, what was it? You look. Hey, Lonzo was on your mind all the time. What the fuck? I'm just saying, like you know, you, you know, I, I'm I don't get it. You know, you said the media. Well, what was the media doing with him? You know, I don't know. But there's just no anyways, way a uh, tall white man should have to endure this type of treatment. Horrible call, but. Um, still a close game, but I, you know, I pretty much know what's going to happen. Clippers should pull away and probably win the game, but you know, Dallas was playing well. They were up, you know, they were doing, they were up pretty much most of the game, but that 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 was a bad call, man. You know, but um, but yeah, man. Uh, originally, you know, I had uh, I thought Philly it was going to be Philly and the Clippers, but once Simmons got hurt, you know, that was a done daughter. I knew that was a done daughter with that one, so. I think it's going to be Boston and the Clippers in the finals. And uh, um, I think the Clippers will win the NBA finals probably four four to get four games to two, four two over the Clip, uh, the Celtics. And then they'll be the fake champions of 2020. Wow. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell is so like? He said, wow, like uh, – Dude, I get it. You, I get it. You're a Laker fan. You think they're gonna win, but you say it like it's the craziest thing ever to pick the Clippers. <laughs> <laughs> well, you didn't pick the Clippers. You picked Boston, a team you didn't even have no, coming I out the, the East. No, no, I got the Clippers beating Boston four to two. Oh, okay. I got Boston That's coming out now because Philly, because Ben Simmons is out for the season. Like once that injury happened, it, it's like. That ain't gonna happen. It's not. You're not gonna. You're not gonna win with your second best player out for the season. It's not gonna happen. Yeah. It don't work that yeah. out. But. Uh, but yeah, I think it'll be those two, and then there'll be four two. Uh, Clippers in the finals. I was looking forward to the Clippers possibly upsetting. Uh, the Dallas upsetting Clippers tonight, man. They was looking good until Porzingis went out. But that could be nothing better than the Dallas for Dallas to beat the Clippers. For me, as much as I want Luca to look bad to rub it in Simon's face, I'd much rather Luca look <laughs> great and put the Clippers out. So that that, that would be my <laughs> ultimate. Yeah, That's yeah. My you ultimate know what's You would love that. No, that was my game. Oh, my game now. Patrick Beverly is such a scrub, bro. I don't know how he lost his ball right now. But anyways, man, yo. I'm going to get up out of here. It's about that time, fellas. We're moving on uh, 159 and 11 counting. So before we get kicked up out of here, we're going to wrap this one up here and uh, leave it at that until next time. We'll be coming back with you guys, man. I, I, as you can tell, my vocal cords are ready to go. So um, it's, it's been a long time coming, man. Um, pause, pause, pause. What? what hey, let me say one thing about uh, Lakers Blazers. <laughs> let me say one thing. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I mentioned it in the group chat, and I didn't really, like, specify. To me, this series is going to – I think the media is very, very involved with the series, you know? So they're kind of, you know, Uh-oh. really, really hyping it up. I think this Uh-oh. series is going to go one way or the other. I think it's going to – it's either going to live up to the hype. 
it's either going to live up to the hype or it's going to be like a massacre by the Lakers. I don't think it's going to be in between. I don't think it's going to be like, oh, somewhat competitive. You know, I think it's going to be either a very, very hard seven-game series for the Lakers or maybe the Blazers, you know, upset them, or it's going to just be a straight massacre. I don't see an in-between on this one, you know? But if I had to guess, I think it's probably going to be 4-1 Lakers because just the Blazers' defense, and maybe I'm over-exaggerating because I hadn't, you know, for a while we hadn't had basketball in a while, so we can't really have anything to judge off it. But the Blazers' defense, from what I've been watching – that's some of the worst defense I've seen, dog. Am I tripping? When no, I say that? No, not not at all. Yeah, man, and I'm just looking at it. I'm like, even a struggling offense like the Lakers should be able to score on them because the Nets were scoring and then – you know, then the, the Memphis was scoring, you know, and people forget Memphis lost most of their games, but they could score too. And that's where it's interesting where if the Lakers can get lured into a shootout, you know, because they can score. They got guys that can go off. But, I mean, I got to lean towards, you know, the higher, they're the higher seed for a reason. Now, you know, if the Blazers were healthy the whole year, they would have been like a four or five seed, so they're not a real eight seed. But uh, Stop it. I just, I just think their defense is just so bad that LeBron will find a way to exploit it and AD. But if not, and they lose, I think LeBron should. Don't do it. Oh. <laughs> Off of I think everybody should retire. Yes, yeah, so I'm always thinking. What's wrong with retirement, dude? Nothing wrong with that. As long as you got the benefits. <laughs> as, as long as you got that Roth IRA. <laughs> and and I'm gonna just be on the record real quick before we get out of here. The Blazers. I had deja vu again. I, I'm gonna look up. I'm gonna look this up on OTG somewhere, and I'm gonna find it. The Blazers have always been, always will be. A team nobody's worried about, man. I expect the Lakers to get a sweep, even though the Lakers aren't playing their best basketball. I just don't view Damian Lillard as the uh, uh, – Damian Manning before Peyton Manning won his Super Bowl is what reminds me a lot of Damian Lillard. Beautiful uh, uh, show throughout the regular season. But come playoff time and that might get bright, well, you know, Dame Dollar. You know, I mean, he did. He did. He did. He did. He did win two series off a game-winning shot. So it's not like he don't. Okay. Could it, okay. Some of that is okay, over. Huh? First round. It's in the first round. Nobody gives a fuck about the first round. First round's a joke. I don't think. I mean, if you're still the lower seed or the team that with the less talent, and you win, you should get credit. I mean, but and this is where like the media and the Skip Baylesses and all that get involved, where they start they muddy the waters. They start. They say things so much to where it gets into people's brains where they they uh they start believing it to where like you know, oh this guy ain't nothing. First of all, most great players 
don't beat a team that is more talented than them. Only a few guys have been able to uplift a team that was less talented and then just beat a team. Most of the time, no matter how great the player was, they don't, they don't do that. Even Michael Jordan, you know, wasn't able to do that. He never beat a team he wasn't supposed to beat. It just didn't happen. So, you know, most of the time that don't happen. Second of all, me, I, you know, I view it as you can, you can only control your performances. Like, if you play well, you know, you let the chips fall where they may. You know what I mean? Have there, has he always played well in, at times? I mean, all the time? No. But you could say that about any other great players, too. But, you know, it's like people are saying, like, acting like, oh, well, why didn't he beat the Warriors? Nobody beat the Warriors. The only, guy that, the only time the Warriors lost was last year to Toronto. And, you know, there was injuries involved. And then in 2016 with LeBron and some other stuff happened in there. Like, so if we're going to base it off, oh, every, every great player that happened to play the Warriors and lost ain't shit, then I guess Harden ain't shit. I guess Damian ain't shit. I guess, you know, I guess Russ ain't shit. I guess AD ain't shit. We gotta keep it. We gotta keep it real, people. Let's not shine the light on Damien. Let's shine the well, light on everybody. Well, you might have a point this time, and I think that's no probably MVP. the best way to end. <laughs> <laughs> well, I gotta MVP. touch on it. <laughs> well, I gotta touch on that being a hard event. Hey, man. Oh, okay. Well, Kawhi, Kawhi got an MVP, but he beat the Warriors. So what's your yeah, point? But you Kawhi ain't got a regular season MVP. You gave an excuse of why. You just said you just gave an excuse of why. <laughs> I didn't make an excuse. No, I said, well, no. What I said was that's that's what a lot of people, you know, at the end of the day, it happened. It's, it's in the record books, like you said. It's in the record books. It's in the record books. But if you yep, yep. totally look at it, you know, there were injuries there and this and that, but still. There also was injuries when Damian and the Blazers played, and they weren't able to get it done. And then the Rockets were dealing with those same injuries, and they weren't able to get it done. So, obviously, that says something about Kawhi because he was able to take advantage of the injury. You see what I'm saying? At the end of the day, it's in the record books. But he don't have a regular season MVP. So, you know, at the end of the day, day, you know, what it comes down to is whatever your criteria is, however you judge players, you know, which is fine. But – you know, just just try to be consistent. I mean, it's like everybody wants to say one thing about another player, but then when it's a player they like, they want to disregard it, you know? You know, do I think he's a great player? Yes, absolutely. Do I think he's a top five player? No, I think he's more of a top ten player. And if he loses to the Lakers, is is that make him less of a player? No, he's an eighth seed going against, you know, the one seed and a guy that some people actually is crazy enough to think is the greatest player of all time, you know? So he's supposed to lose, you know? Let's see what happens. Let's see how he plays, and then we'll we'll analyze it after. Yeah, that we will. I like the little shot about people who are crazy enough to think someone's the greatest player of all time, but we'll leave that for another day. We have time restrictions, and I don't want to get cut off, and I got to exit for us. So, Will or JP, son, man, from Houston, Texas, Los Angeles, California, Seattle, 
in the Pacific Northwest out here from the San Joaquin Valley of Central California. We got to wrap it up. We got five minutes left in this game, so let's enjoy it while we can. And I just want to put out for a note on this one. And before I start putting out and tagging, this one's going to be popping. So thank you guys for rocking with us. We'll be back sooner rather than later, as you already know. Gavin Newsom, go fuck yourself. I ain't having my fucking AC at 78 or higher, bro, straight up. So get one way or another. You know what time it is. Outside is Boxing Podcast. It was all a dream. I used to read Word Up magazine, putting pepper and heavy D up in the limousine, hanging pictures on my wall. Every Saturday, rap attack Mr. Magic Molly Mall. I let my tape rock through my tape hop, smoking weed and bamboo, sipping old pot stock. Way back when I had the red and black lumberjack with the hat to match. Remember rapping Duke, the hard, the hard, you never thought that hip hop would take it this far. Now I'm in the limelight cause I ride tight. Time to get paid, blow up like the world trade. Born dinner, the opposite of a winner. Remember when I used to eat sardines for dinner? Piece of sardines, juicy beef, in the fridge. Fuck, master, plus, 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 sardines. I'm blowing up like you thought I would. Call it Chris, same number, same hood. It's all good. Uh. And if you don't know, now you know. Uh, uh. Mama, I love you. P.O.P. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.